This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday. It is June 7th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a Bucks County teenager was killed in a horrific crash hours after attending the prom at Central Bucks East High School on Friday. Nicholas Menino of Pipersville sustained fatal injuries in a vehicle crash crash on Ledgedale Road in Green Township, Pike County at 1.20 a.m. Saturday, according to the Lackawanna County Coroner Timothy Rowland. Rowland said the vehicle Menino was a passenger of lost control overturned and struck several trees. He was rushed to an area hospital where he later died. Menino was one of four Central Bucks East students in the car that crashed. Three of the students ju- had just attended the Central Bucks East prom Friday night at the Fuge in Warminster. After the prom, the three students were picked up by a fourth friend who drove the group up to the Poconos where they were all planning to stay the weekend. Another passenger was severely injured and two others were left with non-life-threatening injuries. The crash is still under investigation by the Pennsylvania State Police. Police are searching for a suspect after a woman was shot to death during a robbery. Authorities say the incident happened inside a Dunkin' Donuts on the 500 block of West Lehigh Avenue at approximately 5.51 a.m. A 41-year-old Hispanic woman, identified as Christine Lugo, was shot one time in the head during a robbery. She was pronounced dead by medics at 5.57 a.m. Surveillance video from the incident showed a black male waiting outside of the store before meeting the victim. Throughout the video, the suspect is seen interacting with the victim in various spots of the store. The suspect is described as a black man in his late 30s to early 40s, medium complexion with a goatee and mustache and had a medium to stocky build. He was seen wearing a blue zip-up hooded sweatshirt, gray cargo pants, light gray New Balance sneakers, and an analog wristwatch on his right hand with blue gloves with a blue COVID-19 mask. Officials say there is a $20,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of the suspect. So far, no arrests have been made and no weapons were recovered. An investigation remains underway. The second baby for the Duke and Duchess of Sussex was was born on Friday. A spokesperson for Prince Harry and Meghan said Sunday the couple welcomed the baby girl at 11.40 a.m. Lilibet Lily Diana Mountbatten-Windsor weighed 7 pounds, 11 ounces. She was born in the trust care of the doctors and staff at the Santa Barbara Hospital in Santa Barbara, California. Three of the pounds were her actual name. Uh, uh. <laughs> they all have long names. Yes, they do, yeah. Her first name, Lilibet, is a nod to Her Majesty, the Queen's nickname. Her middle name is the honor is, is in honor of her grandmother and Harry's mother. The baby is the eighth in line to the British throne. The couple issued a statement along with the announcement on Sunday, writing, she is more than we could ever imagined, and we remain grateful for the love and prayers we've felt across the globe. Thank you for your continued kindness and support during this very special time for our family. No photos of the newborn or the Sussex, Sussexes <laughs> accompanied the announcement. The royal family congratulated the couple in post online, as did the accounts of Prince William and Kate Middleton and Prince Charles and Camilla Parker Bowles. In sports this morning...
The Sixers lost to the Atlanta Hawks in game one yesterday afternoon in South Philly. Trey Young scored 25, missed 35 points in the first half as Atlanta held on to beat the Sixers 128 to 124. Joel Embiid, who was questionable to play, scored 39 points, and Tobias Harris added 20 and 10 rebounds. Ben Simmons scored 17 points, but again struggled from the free throw line, going three for 10. Game two is tomorrow night, and tip off will be at 7:30. Across the street, the Phillies beat the Washington yeah. Nationals 12 to 6. In a bizarre scene, stadium workers using tractors scrambled to hoist the protective screen behind home plate after it suddenly collapsed, interrupting the game. I was in shock, said Phil's catcher, J.T. Real Muto, who also hit his 100th career home run. Several innings after Washington pitcher Austin Voth suffered a broken nose when he was hit trying to bunt and plate umpire Brian Onora was forced to leave after being struck in the mask by a foul tip. The net collapsed. Phil's are off today before opening up three-game series at home against the Atlanta Braves tomorrow night. And the Flyers announced that they have named Ian LaPerriere head coach of the AFL affiliate, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. He becomes the Phantoms' 11th head coach in franchise history. The 47-year-old was an assistant coach of the Flyers for the last eight seasons since October of 2013 after he held the position of director of player development in 2012. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you, uh, Kathy. Welcome back uh, from the weekend. Everybody who's rising and shining today, a hot one, as we said. We have a lot of things that are going on on today's program. Uh, We have a couple of announcements that are happening. We're going to do a special concert announcement coming up at 10 o'clock, and I believe we're going to have a special guest during that concert announcement. Yeah. And then we have another show to announce. It's not a concert, per se. It's not a music concert, but we'll get to that in the 10 o'clock hour as well. So a couple of things to roll out to you, and we'll get you the info on how you get your tickets and all that good stuff. We also have an event that's going to be taking place. Believe it or not, the Crescendo is going to be at the MMRBQ, and it it is a... uh, it's a series called Let's Make a Rock Star, and it involves uh, Foxtrot and the Get Down, who are playing at the MMRBQ. That's right, yeah. And through a uh, uh, a project with uh, Barstool Sports, uh, they've taken this dude <laughs> who has zero musical capability whatsoever and have trained him over the last year, or yeah. I guess they started maybe last September because they were going to try to go for a year and eventually get him up to speed where he could play in front of a sold-out crowd. And that's going to be at the MMRBQ. So uh, we're going to get a check-in from those guys and find out how far that has come so far. Well, now we're just basically a few months away. So yeah. we'll see what kind of level, you know, whether they whether he feels confident. Right, exactly. So we'll uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on. And now... With the coolest teacher, we're going to try something, right, Marissa? <laughs> so hang on. I need to go to Marissa because i gotta, I got to figure out how we're going to work this whole thing out because I don't know. I was putting on my headphones. So what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Um, so we have the person on Zoom right in front of us. Uh, I can just – do you want me to spell it all out? I don't yeah, want to – please. Okay. So um, on Friday, Nick received a text from the director of communications at Spring Ford High School. Right. She said uh, that she wanted to connect us with the cool teacher. I talked to her Friday. Nick Murphy and I arranged that she is actually on – She's in front of the house of the cool teacher. She's okay. on the right front. Now. So oh, so she is knows. right Not there. The teacher. Yes. Oh. So yeah. her and I. We're going to we, surprise the okay. teacher. We, okay. we, you know, we did a little <laughs> math thing last night, which is ironic for our winner. And um, we figured out who the winner is. You know, we, we tabulated all the votes and, and, and figured out that this is our winner. So she's there. All right, so uh, is this Aaron that we're going to talk to? Yes, Aaron so, is on the Zoom with us. So Aaron, Aaron is Aaron, and Aaron is going to... 
when we make the name announcement, is going <laughs> to rush to the front door of this person, knock on the door, and we're going to yes. get a live interview immediately. So I have to give a little bit more information. Aaron has literally been listening to this contest for however long we've been doing it, seven years or so. Uh-huh. And she said, you know, every day she wakes up and she's like, it's oh, going to be my school. Uh-huh. It's going to be my school. <laughs> on right. Friday, she took off the day. And that was the day her school was oh chosen. My God, so well, she worked all day Friday arranging this to happen. The, the plan worked then. Yeah. yeah. I just saw Aaron up on this monitor here. Are we going to be talking to her? Can she hear me? Or I believe so, Casey, if we pull yeah. it up. Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. All right. All right. Let, let me just check the audio I here. Hi, Aaron. Can, uh, I, I can hear that you can hear me, and I can hear you. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. I know you're being quiet because you're getting ready to go to the front door. Um, well, this is really cool that we're able to do this. I hey, can't believe this is happening. Did we rent that cannon that we were talking about? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. All right. So I'll make the announcement, and then uh, Aaron, I guess you'll uh, you'll knock on the door, and we'll we'll meet our teacher. I'll ring the doorbell. I can actually hear you guys talking from inside the teacher's house. Oh, oh gosh. Gosh. What? Oh, we're inside stop. the house. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, let's. Let, without further yeah. ado, Casey, okay. give me a drum roll because we're going to announce the winner of the coolest teacher from Springford High School. They were dying to get these votes in, and they certainly did it. And we are very happy to congratulate Miss Tara O'Toole. Yeah. Math teacher, go outside. And she is now. We're gonna, uh, Aaron. You can ring the doorbell and uh, knock on the door and let's let's meet. We're watching yeah. the video live. She's ringing the doorbell Throw a like planter over. through the window. Yeah. And Better idea. Yes. Let's see uh, if if we can get uh, Miss O'Toole to the door or not. Hopefully, right. she's. You hear some steps coming? Okay. Yeah, there's right. a window in the door. We're looking right through it. All right. And Aaron, you'll you'll alert her to the fact that we're live on the air as we speak. Now there's like a there's like a thirty second delay. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. She probably hasn't heard oh, yet, there Aaron. Uh-huh. So there she is. All right, yeah. she's got a front door. Hey! <laughs> uh, so oh my God. Uh, Tara, can, can you hear me? Hold on. Let me make sure everything's up all day. It's okay. Uh, Aaron, you can actually interview her if you want to, but you probably know her because you guys go to work <laughs> okay, together. Go ahead, press oh, hi. Uh, hi. Uh, Tara, can you hear me? I can. Hey. 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 Congratulations, Tara O'Toole. You are officially the coolest teacher at uh, Springford High School, so congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I really thought it would be Mrs. Merja. <laughs> she thought you had no chance. What has she got on you? She can't beat me at anything. So. <laughs> hey, so, uh, Tara, how long have you been uh, teaching at Spring Ford? 16 years. Wow. wow. Nice long run. Excellent. And what subject do you teach? I teach math. Okay, and any... No, I don't know how I'm cool teaching math. Yeah, math right. is a tough one. That is yeah. a hard one to yeah. pull off as far as coolness goes, which says a lot about you, yeah. I think, because you're able to translate, you know, those those very hard facts and figures, mm-hmm. but give them some kind of personality, I guess. Yeah. yeah, well, I teach statistics, so it's kind of fun. It's relevant, so I think yeah. it's nice. more it's... fun than, you know, algebra. Yeah, I agree. You know, right. Miss M- O'Toole, I'm going to ask you a question because I see that you went to Gwyn and Mercy. You got, that's where you got your BS in, uh, in mathematics. And for years and years, Gwyn and Mercy was always the first uh, uh, donation at our camp out mm. for hunger. Were you ever involved with that by any chance? I've never been involved with that, and unfortunately, no. no All I right. guess I should get involved with that. I just well, we're here to shame you. Yes. No, <laughs> yes. Well, now yeah, maybe yeah. Springford can be the first donation at the camp out for hunger. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Hey, uh, and uh, real quick, I'm sorry to jump in here. Uh, 
Tara, did you realize uh, that there was going to be a an immediate live interview <laughs> that was going to happen I with no, your? I have no idea. I'm out here. I'm like. My hair's all wet. <laughs> well, thank, thankfully, it's a heat wave, so you're good. Because uh, I heard Aaron on the phone saying, oh, I can hear the radio <laughs> from the window. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's great. And uh, so what what has this past year been like uh, for you? It's been a challenge for everybody. Oh, it's 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 been crazy, but, you know... Uh... A lot of a lot of good things too. I think I think you know you learn to be resilient. You learn to just adapt to a lot of situations. So I don't think all in all it was all bad. You know I think I like to kind of take the good things out of everything. So take That's a glass cool. half um, full approach. I didn't uh-huh. have to deal with too many whiny seniors. I mean, <laughs> so speaking of seniors, seniors so. uh, I've got one uh, graduating uh, this week on on Thursday. When is graduation for you guys? Yeah, our kids are graduating on the 15th. Is that the right? Yeah, 15th, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we have, uh, this is their last week. How how tough is it uh, year after year, uh, Tara, to see, you know, these, uh, listen, you're, you're sending them off into the world. Uh, you, you've done what you can, but it's got to be a bittersweet thing. You, you know that they're, you know, destined for uh, great things, or you hope that, that that is. But what's that like year after year for you? It's tough. It's very, it's very bittersweet, you know, because I see kids in their last year and I see what they're doing later in life. And it's but it's really kind of cool, you know, with social media, you can still follow them. And that's see what true. They do, and yep. it's, it's no, th- in this day and age, you'll see that. Yeah, that, that's something that never existed years ago. But now you, the likelihood of you encountering them is that much more. So, you know, uh, you, you're kind of in a, unless the kid sucks, then, then that's a problem. But for the most part, it sounds like they all like you. And that's a good thing to have in your life. By the None way. None of my kids suck. There you go. Love to hear that. Not a problem. Just have to say we've been staring at your uh, welcome mat for the past uh, three or four minutes. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's quite a lovely welcome mat. I think this is mainly just for audio. Oh, purposes. is it? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, listen, uh, we want to congratulate you, uh, Tara, on your win. And it's from the students. So we have uh, a very cool prize set up for you. We have the official Preston Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. Nice. Uh, we have a pair of tickets for the MM Barbecue to sit in the Coolest Teacher section. We'll give you a Coolest Teacher t-shirt to wear to the show and give you a $25 gift card uh, to Acme Markets Fresh Food Local Flavors just as a little Thank nod. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, students. No problem. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah. Have a great summer. Let's yeah. hear it. Tara O'Toole. I mean, coolest teacher of the year at Springford High School. <laughs> Pulling off statistics and becoming the the uh, coolest teacher that is uh, that is an uphill climb. She and I want to I want to thank Aaron Aaron Crew, the director of communications, uh, hosting the Zoom. And and they have you know like a lot of uh, high schools do. They have a, a essentially a TV yeah. station, an in house station that you know reports on what's going on with. Uh, with the school and so forth, and they're going to run that uh, a little bit later on today, Excellent. probably this morning. So it's she's amazing. Get Some that of these, get it these TV stations at yeah. the high schools, like yeah. what they have, the the equipment that they have there. Like some of the the schools have really nice stuff. I wish. They would have had that when I was, you know what I mean? Because yeah. we all had an interest in this type of thing. Yeah, yeah. All, the only thing you had was the AV club, which was pretty much just, you know, movies, uh, movie reels and things Overhead like projectors that. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I, the first time I got my hands on any sort of equipment, which by today's reckoning would be prehistoric, the yeah. stuff I was learning on. Uh, there's more power in your average phone than my entire college had at the time. So, yep. yeah, it's really awesome. All right, so that means we need to... Now, we're doing this week, and then we're done, I believe. That's it. Yeah, that's so it. that's going to be it. So we only have a few more to go, four more to go, and then we're done. That's oh, it. my God. Because we'll wrap it up on Friday. So, Nick. No. no Kathy. Kathy yeah. Stick your hand in that thing and pull out a name for us, please. Hmm. Okay. 
in Quakertown, Pennsylvania, uh-huh. Quakertown Community High School. Oh! Q-Town Community High School, it is you that gets to vote, and it's real simple for you to do. You just text the word teacher to 39333, and then we will send a link to you, and you vote, and that's it. So, uh, very simple. So, if you go to Quakertown Community School, then you need to let the faculty know, uh, let them know in the front office, be able to make some announcements, get word on their social media, and vote. And you have 24 hours. You have till 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. And then we will reveal the winner around this time. So uh, make sure you do that today at some point, and uh, let's just see who made a difference in your life. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back in a second. We have the entertainment report to run by you and a super question to give things away. Stay put. That's up next. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Summer's here and your local Acme is stocked and ready with the freshest meats and produce. It's the perfect time to fire up the grill, take in a game, and discover why summer is better with Acme. Skip the line and shop online at acmemarkets.com. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your order and bring the groceries right to your car. Place your first online order and get $30 off when you spend $75 or more. Limitations and restrictions apply. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's give some away. We got a stupid question. A four-pack of tickets for the Gold Over American Tour. Uh, Simone Biles. Wow. Uh, yeah, the most decorated gymnast of all time. Uh, headlines, Athleta presents Gold Over American Tour. It's going to be the Wells Fargo Center November 5th. She just won national championship over the weekend. They're, they're saying she's on track to be the most accomplished um, gymnast in her field of all time. Amazing. Yeah. So you'll have a chance to see her. How about that? If you get this right, here's the question. How tall is the Empire State Building in stories? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know that. How many stories is the Empire State Building? Stories. Call now. I'm going to go through some birthdays. We have a bunch of them on uh, Monday, June 7th. We will begin with uh, one that affects us right here locally. Alan Iverson turns a year older today. AI is celebrating his 46th birthday today. It's the uh, 20th anniversary of the stepover of Tyrone Liu yesterday. So um, they they were celebrating it a little bit. It was the only win that the Sixers had in the NBA Finals in 2001. But it's it's a really cool moment. Where does he live now? I don't know. I, I think he Isn't still he has like, a house local, but... Um, he was in Atlanta, wasn't he? He was, yeah. He's back and oh. forth. I mean, he's, he's had some money issues over the years that he's been doing yeah. uh, some kind of gambling site um, commercials. But he, he, he's, he was sort of re-embraced. Not that he ever turned his back on it, but he was sort of welcomed into the organization, as they say. And, and, and I think he always was. I mean, yeah. he, he was like, you know, he was the face of the entire organization for so long. And I think everybody was really disappointed when... Um, you know, I guess his career afterwards didn't go, you know, as as maybe as nice as it should be or in the public eye. Um, so I think they were excited for him to come back. Yeah. He, he didn't have the greatest personality. Right. Um, but I recently saw a picture of him and I was like, is that him? Really? Like, I couldn't believe. Yeah. Like a puffy. He, Puffy, oh, okay. he, he looks like he's aged, and I know that he had some uh, he had some issues with alcohol and stuff like that. So is maybe it, that played the, a part in it. But yeah, I couldn't believe it was him. That's isn't he on, the one who, who nicknamed you uh, delicious. Delicious. Yeah. yeah. yeah walking yeah, down yeah, the yeah. hallway, we we had like back uh, hallways that we would walk through when we, when you worked there. And uh, yep, I walked walked by him, said hello, and he said delicious, and that's, <laughs> that's delicious. how that was born. He's uh, developed a sense of humor about himself because he he put on his own Instagram account a few weeks ago this oh, thing yeah, called yeah, Shorty yeah. Doo Wop, and it's him, Steve. He's about three. feet feet tall 
Uh, it's a doctored photo. He's got a cigarette sticking out of his <laughs> mouth. That's hilarious. It's really, really funny. So he put it up on his own account, which means, obviously, at this point, he can laugh at himself. All right. That's good. Yeah. Good. He's 46 today. Then you have uh, Bear Grylls, the British adventurer, author, and TV personality. I have one of his knives. He's 47. <laughs> yeah. I think we have a Bear Grylls survival kit or yeah. something at home that, one, that my son wanted. The whole so. legend of the dude is predicated on survival. I think that's a good choice. Michael Sarah has a birthday ah. as well. Uh, yep, uh, super bad. Juno, uh, the Scott Pilgrim, save the world, and so on, is uh, thirty three years old today. I love the the way he's portrayed in um in the end. Right? Is that it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, is he just the most evil <laughs> one? Right? Just a pig. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jenny Jones, remember her? Yes. Talk show host? Go, Jenny. Uh, Go, Jenny. That's, that's when there were so many talk shows at that yeah. time. Ricky was on at the same time. You had yeah, Jenny Jones. And, Tempest uh, Bledsoe. She, I think the the legal issues her show had started to tap the brakes on the rest of them. Because you remember there was some guy on his on her show came on, betrayed his, his love for his neighbor. And the dude killed him. The dude ended up killing him. Yeah, yeah. it was messed up. Uh, she is 75 today. Hey, it's the great... And we wouldn't have our special oh. super duper shorts without him. Yes. The great Tom Jones oh, celebrates yeah. his birthday today. There he is. <laughs> we couldn't not do that on Tom Jones' birthday. Yes. And this song, obviously, it's not unusual. And what's new? Pussycat and so on. Uh, great singer, man. Uh, celebrates his 80. First birthday today. He used to have a show on uh, ABC years and years and years ago. I barely remember it as I was a kid, but I remember every my mother, every everybody's mother seemed to like love oh, the f out of him. My mom loved him too. Yep, yeah. he was a stud. Tom Jones, eighty-one today. Uh, Anna Kornikova, the former tennis player. Uh, it's a big four-zero for her today. So happy birthday. It's also Liam Neeson's ah. birthday. And Liam is 69 years old. I wow. have full-blown AIDS. <laughs> he does. And Liam, it's a, it's a sexual position, 69. That's right. Today, so big uh, one for him. I like how he said he was going to tap out of the action-adventure realm. Yeah. And uh, he has not only... he's He did the movie... Um, Mr. Plow. <laughs> Mr. Plow, basically. But now he's doing, an, he's doing an Ice Road Trucker movie now. Yeah, yeah. I got some stuff coming yeah. up concerning that, but you are correct, Steve. Uh, so he's 69. Dave Navarro, who we just had on the show uh, from Jane's Addiction, will be playing at the MMRBQ and was so excited about the show coming up. And, and he like literally is like, please come back stage and say hello to me. Uh, when we are playing nice the show, guy. he's excited about getting back in front of audiences. Super nice guy and a huge cuckoo clock collector. That's right. That we found out from that particular interview. He's 54 today. Happy birthday, Dave Navarro. Uh, Carl Urban, Steve. Ah! Love him. Star Trek movies. This is Dr. McCoy. Uh, Lord of the Rings films and... A show that we highly recommend to you, if you have the stomach for it, <laughs> is called The Boys. Yeah. yeah. He says the C word more than any oh. human on earth. Yeah. In, yeah. That, mo- in that series, but yes. it's all appropriate. He is excellent in it. Uh, Billy Butcher. You know, it's funny. He is also, I- I've been singing the praises of Dread, which is his yep. Judge Dread movie. If you've never seen it. You've got to. You will love it. And not only that, was just the nicest yeah, guy yeah. when we had him by here. He was so cool. He's uh, 49 today. Uh, Bill Hader 
Turns a year older as well. He's 43 today. That's a mega talented dude. Yeah. yeah. Earlier on when he first joined SNL, I'm like, okay, it's just going to be one of the background guys, but he is he's amazing. Has yeah. anybody else watched Barry? All I watched a bit of it. Okay. You got to watch really all good. of it, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it is really, really good. Henry Winkler is awesome. But so you you mix those two guys, you know, uh, you got a perfect, perfect uh, nice. show, but it's really, really good. Half hour episodes, very, very palatable. Last birthday is Emily Ratajkowski. Yes. Uh, Gone Girl, Entourage, and other things. Uh, I think everyone on Earth is familiar with the contours of her nipples. Uh, she is 30 years old today, Why? by the way. Why would we be... Because she's uh, she's always wearing the, uh, the bralette. She's going oh, bralette quite yeah. often. Oh. Yes, she's... Uh, yeah, we're looking at pictures. You're yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. How many stories is... Uh, the Empire State Building, 215-263-WMMR, the number, and our first Brian in. we got a couple of Brian's calling, but this is Brian. Brian, are you there? Kathy's lasered butthole is real! <laughs> it's real! <laughs> wow. I love what? it. Done, sir. <laughs> All right, Brian, how many stories oh for the uh, Empire State Building? 102. Correct. Oh! Oh! Hang on, dude. 102 oh! stories. We're going to say you open the four-pack of tickets for the gold... Over America Tour, Simone Biles, the most decorated gymnast of all time, headlines of the, um, of Athleta. Sorry. I hate that name, too. Athleta presents Gold Over America Tour at the Wells Fargo Center on November 5th. It is a high-energy gymnastics meets pop concert spectacular. You can get tickets at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. At the box office, number one movie was The Conjuring, as we say. Conjuring. Uh, it made uh, $24 million. Which is pretty good, considering that it was immediately available on HBO Max. Followed by A Quiet Place 2. And then you had Cruella, The Spirit Untamed, or just Spirit Untamed. Spirit. Uh, Wrath of Man, followed by Raya and the Last Dragon, Spiral, Godzilla vs. Kong, Demon Slayer, and rounding out the top ten was Dream Horse. Are you going to get out to see A Quiet Place too? I would like to, yes. Yeah. Uh, That'll be a reemergence into theaters? It's going to be a little while. I've got a crazy busy week coming up. I've got a yeah. son graduating high school, so we've got oh, wow. visitors and all kinds of it things. It might be so. just what you need, Preston, to get away and a find break. a quiet place. We'll but I, I haven't heard of that movie Dream Horse yet. What is that about? I don't know, but it was the last one okay. on the list, so I, I couldn't tell you the case. All right, I got uh, several stories to get to. We're going to uh, reiterate the one that Kathy reported in the news earlier, but the Queen has said to be delighted after the Duke and Duchess of Sussex announced the arrival of their second child, who is named after the monarch. It's a baseballs! Uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle welcomed baby daughter Lilibet Diana Mountbatten-Windsor into the world on Friday. Uh, they will call her Lily, by the way. Lily. Lily. Legs royalty, <laughs> Lily. Uh, and she, Lily. Legs, Lily. Uh, she was born in Santa Barbara Lily. while the... <laughs> well, the couple moved with their uh, first child, Archie, uh, of course, stepping down from the royal duties. Lilibet was the queen's nickname uh, when she was a child, <laughs> given to her by grandfather, King George V. Now, I didn't know where that name came from. Lilibet, yeah, I had no, I, I've always heard it, and I always liked it, it's, but I didn't know it's from Elizabeth. Right, it's yeah. because she could not pronounce her right. own name properly. She would, uh, instead of saying Elizabeth, yeah. she would say Lilibet. It's really That's sweet. Adorable. It's really a yeah. cute idea. And so her grandfather ran with it and called her Lilibet. 
Uh, Lilibet is eighth in line to the throne, takes her middle name from Harry's mother, of course, Diana. Right. They so, were going to name the baby Nicki Minaj, uh, but uh, <laughs> they thought, no, we, we're in hot water. Let's honor the queen and uh, try to make nice. I love this. I, I think this is great. I, I, I loved the name when I first heard it, you know, obviously. And to, Diana, to of course. mother. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think it's great. And a statement on the Sussex's website, Archwell. Uh, they said on June fourth, we were blessed with the arrival of our daughter Lily. Uh, Lily, she is more than we could have ever imagined, and we remain grateful for the love and prayers we felt from across the globe. Thank you for your continued kindness and support during this very special time for our family. I love the footage when they when they told the, the queen they broke the queen's uh, the news to the queen, and she was in her her NASCAR simulator in oh. Buckingham. <laughs> she's enjoying herself. And so she's in the middle of a race, but um, she was like, "Oh my god!" Did she stop in the she middle kept of the going. race? Oh, yeah, she yeah. did. And she was lapping everybody. Oh, okay. I can understand. Uh, Buckingham Palace said the Queen, the Prince of Wales, and the Duchess of Cornwall, and the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have informed and are delighted with the news of the birth. This is a child of birth. This is a child. Of course, we are delighted with the adulation of the speculations of gentlemen. And we are conducting us to stop now. The birth of the daughter for the Duke and Duchess, Duchess of Sussex. Uh, Prince Charles. A and the Duchess of Cornwall, Cornwall tweeted, Congratulations to Harry, Meghan, and Archie on the arrival of baby Lilibet Diana. Wishing them all well at this special time. Uh, Prince William and the Duchess of Cambridge said, Cambridge! We are all delighted by the happy news of the arrival of baby Lily. I wonder what it would be like to have to carry around that much of oh. a name. Especially, yeah. you know, now it, obviously that's a... Uh, that is a uh, an honor to have that. So, uh, you're of Cambridge or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, oh, geez, you know. So everybody's happy right yeah. now. Yeah. So, soak it let's up. Let's see how long that'll hang well, in until there. Until the next Oprah special. Or, what, what's their last name again? Mountbatten? Lipschitz. No, no. Uh, the, the Windsor? Whole, it's Windsor? Yeah. That's their last name? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like a Windsor knot. Okay. Yep, exactly. Uh, Chrissy Teigen has bowed out of a planned role in Netflix's Never Have I Ever amid a bullying scandal that continues. Uh, Teigen has been accused of and publicly apologized for bullying model and reality TV star Courtney Stodden. We've touched on this before. Uh, Teigen was said to voice a role in the coming-of-age comedy from Randy, Mindy Calling. Uh, the show follows a first-generation Indian-American girl navigating high school. Uh, Tegan apologized May 12th after Stodden revealed that Tegan sent her DMs with taunts like, I can't wait for you to die. Uh, she had uh, apologized uh, on a Twitter post saying, not all people are lucky enough to be held accountable for their past bull S in front of the entire world. I'm mortified and sad at who I used to be. It was an insecure attention-seeking. I was an insecure uh uh, attention-seeking trolls, she wrote. Uh, so she's uh, bailed on this probably yeah, because yeah. of that as of now. Lay low for a while. I mean, now that we honestly, if you if you do lay low long enough, you have like Kevin Spacey's coming back. You're reporting yeah. on that, so yeah, exactly. No one would have figured that. Uh, former Nickelodeon television star Drake Bell may have to lay low for a little while. He was charged in Ohio with attempted child endangerment and disseminating matter harmful to children. Mm. Uh, Bell, whose real first name is Jared. Uh, pleaded not guilty to both charges. The alleged offenses occurred in 2017. Isn't Drake from the show he was on? Yeah, Josh and yep. Drake. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, a spokesperson Drake for. And Josh. I assume that he, uh, you know, changed it professionally. A profession. A spokesperson for Bell's attorney confirmed the two charges and said all the facts will be revealed in the courtroom. Uh, Bell, of course, as you said, was a star of Drake and Josh on Nickelodeon. Last August, musician Jim Ono accused Bell of dating abuse in a TikTok video. 
Uh, Bell denied the abuse allegations and said that his and Ono's relationship ended, and they both, quote, called each other terrible names, as often happens when couples are breaking up. Hmm. See if that goes anywhere. All right, on the good side of things, Jennifer Lopez has been spotted visiting schools in Los Angeles. Oh, she's going back to school. After hanging with Ben Affleck <laughs> at his Brentwood home, uh-huh. the pair who were previously engaged have been spotted on multiple romantic outings recently, though neither have confirmed their renewed romance. Tell uh, me, what do you want to eat for dinner? But they're wondering if maybe they might be moving in together uh, if she's looking at schools in L.A. It does look that way, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, she's spying schools and reviewing that stuff. So would they would they blend as a family? It's I don't all know. speculation. I guess so. Uh, Lopez shares Max and Emmy, who are both thirteen, with her ex Mark Anthony, my designer. Yes, your personal. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, they have been going to school in Miami, and a source tells people that they uh, want to spend as much time together as possible this summer. So mm. maybe interesting. Maybe. Don't we'll move see. in yet. You give it time. Oh yeah, yeah you know, yeah, like yeah. just uh, if you want this thing to last, yep. just. Uh, Give it some space. Normally, Nick, I would say yes to that, but we always need material for this break. I see. So, please, move move in as quickly and as ill-advised as possible. I would like to amend my statement. (laughs) Yeah. And they also need to share rent. You know what I mean? They do, right? Yeah. It's hard. L.A. is expensive. (laughs) That's a good point. Uh, Sad news to report, and we have some clips that we'll play here in a second, but actor Clarence Williams III, who played the cool undercover cop Link Hayes on the counterculture series The Mod Squad, and also Prince's father in Purple Rain, has passed away. He was 81 years old. He was uh, great. Williams died Friday at his home in Los Angeles after a battle with colon cancer. Uh, tributes came quickly on social media from both those who worked with Williams and those who admired him for his trailblazing roles and impactful performances. Uh, Lenny Kravitz had written on Twitter, When I was a kid growing up in New York City, Clarence Williams III was a face on TV that I identified with and that inspired me. From the Mod Squad to Purple Rain and Sugar Hill... He always performed with dynamic energy, rest in power. He is really good <clears throat> in Purple Rain. I do remember, though, seeing, you know, years and years ago, they, they would play the repeats of the original Mod Squad TV series, and he was a really cool character on that show as well. Yeah. I remember him in, uh, was it the General's Daughter uh, movie? Yeah, yeah. I and think he, he was in that as well. He he could play an imposing character, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, director Lee Daniels, who worked with uh, Williams on the film The Butler, uh, described the actor as extraordinary. So he wrote, an extraordinary actor, revolutionary, ahead of his time. What an honor to work with this man on The Butler. Rest in power, Clarence Williams III. A native of New York, Williams' career spanned over five decades in theater, television, film. He was born into a creative family in 1939, raised by his musical grandparents. He got his acting start on Broadway. He received a Tony nomination for his role in William Hanley's Slow Dance on the Killing Ground in 1964. But his breakout role came with The Mod Squad, uh, which he led with Peggy Lipton and Michael Cole. Uh, Bill Cosby had seen Williams performing and told Aaron Spelling that he should consider him for the role of the Mod Squad. Wow. Uh, The show ran... At that time, Cosby was on the air, I think, with... Was I spy on at that time? I don't know. Huh. Uh, The show ran on uh, ABC from 1968 through 1973. Uh, The Mod Mod Squad was a star maker of all three, but roles were not quick to follow for Williams. He had to work pretty hard to find some stuff. And eventually, cast as the troubled father in Purple Rain. That came out in 1984, and he was fantastic in that. That movie, Purple Rain, I, at the time, I was more of a, of a rock guy. And, right. And, uh, and, and Prince, while, while I liked some of the songs, didn't matter a whole lot to me. But I went, I saw that movie anyway, and I'm like, oh. 
Yeah. I'm like, yeah. this is really good. Right, I, right, I, was, yeah. uh, I had no idea. I went in kind of a naysayer, and I was like, okay, this is legit, man. No, I, I, had, I had a new respect for Prince after that. It's a solid movie. You're right. And he uh, his performance, actually, um, the, the dad is an abusive dad. Yeah. But the performance actually makes you kind of understand him a little bit. Yeah. Um, do you, you want to play that clip? We have it right Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Purple, Purple Rain. Rain. Here's a yeah. clip of him in Purple Rain. Here we go. Is that yours? Of course it's mine. Whose else would it be? Is he holding a gun? He no, he's play, he just played oh, a music. piece on the piano. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got lots of them. They're all different too. I'd like to see them. You got them written down somewhere? No, man. I don't write them down. I don't have to. It's a big difference between you and me. Actually, he did write them down. Yeah, we'll find yeah, out he did. that later yeah. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a clip from uh, the Mod Squad. It's the theme of the Mod Squad. Uh, oh, this is the theme. Yes. <laughs> it was a cool show, man. Oh, yeah. The opening yeah. credits are really cool. They were running. No one ever explained really why they were running. Right. But they were running down this bizarre sort of... They hear it's like under a wharf or something. Yeah. Lord knows they're scared of what's ever behind them. By the way, Williams could command a variety of genres, including comedy. He played a drug lord opposite Dave Chappelle in Half Baked. We have a clip of that. Yeah, and uh, stole scenes in Keenan Ivory Wayans' black exploitation parody film, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. And uh, we have this clip. Here we go from Half Baked. You tell Mr. Nice Guy to get his Jamaican ass over to my place at 3 o'clock tomorrow. <laughs> now, you don't want me to get ugly. No, sir. Yeah. All right, I'll tell him. Yeah. Uh, other films, and by the way, he also was in, he had a recurring role as uh, an FBI agent in David Lynch's Twin Peaks. I he forgot that. Agent Cooper, yeah. he's been suspended. Other film roles included Tales from the Hood, Deep Cover, Sugar Hill, The General's Daughter, and an uncredited role in American Gangster as well. Uh, and he had uh, many, many television appearances, everything from Miami Vice to Hill Street Blues to Everybody Hates Chris and Justified. So, uh Clarence Williams was 81 years old. So yeah. Sad to see that he had passed. Uh, let me see what else I have here for you. How about uh, this? This is kind of cool. 30 years after Thelma and Louise bowed, Susan Sarandon and Gina Davis are returning to celebrate the occasion at a special drive-in event. It'll be had June 18th in partnership uh, between MGM and Sinus. Uh, Cinespia's driving. I'm not, not sure. familiar. At the Greek, it's in Los Angeles. Are they moving ahead with that sequel because they're going to they're going to pass it off that they survived? Oh, uh, that <laughs> yeah. uh, drive off the cliff, Preston. Really? Yeah. yeah. The airbags. Like see that? <laughs> the airbags saved them. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, they got really banged up, and yeah. it, there's not oh, a lot no, happens no, in the sequel. Yeah. It's not like it's crazy. There, there are a few. There's some broken fingers and stuff. Right. Uh, will benefit the L.A. Regional Food Bank and the Gina Davis Institute on Gender in Media. So that's, that's the way I would start the second movie with, like, some smoke clearing and the cars all crunched up and they're, what? Uh, we made it. Maybe, maybe you need to get that. I'm going to get paper, that on pa- down on paper. Yeah. Uh, Wedding Crashers is finally getting a sequel. 16 years after it was first premiered in theaters. God, I love that movie. I do, too. Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn, Isla Fisher, and Rachel McAdams are going to return. And by the way, Isla Fisher said back in 2016 that there uh, would be a second movie, uh, and uh, they're set to return. So 
It's a, it's a, uh, it can, hopefully they do it right. Yes, please get everybody and don't screw it up because there's so much in that movie from every, even little side things like when he's, you know, making the balloon creatures for the little annoying kid at the party. I'm going to make you a bicycle. <laughs> I don't want to make you a bicycle, but I'm going to make you a bicycle. Wait, that's, uh, that's old school. No, it's not. That's Wedding Crashers? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Because he goes, I'm going to go dance with little girls. Like, I'm going to go make, I'm going to make balloon animals over okay, here. All right. And he was doing it just to, you know, impress the ladies that he has a sensitive side. And, and then he's hanging out with the kids and then impressed when they cut back to him. He has a bicycle with spokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah like this you're huge, right. you're right, you're right, elaborate thing that he put together. <laughs> uh, so if it's happening, uh, then Vince Vaughn had the scoop on what Wedding Crashers 2 will be about. When he spoke to Cinema, Cinema Blend in the fall of 2020, saying director David Dobkin had a really good idea that's contemporary. He said, I never went and made a sequel to a lot of these films at the time because it felt like we were just chasing a success. But what I like about where Crashers could potentially be at is that there's something that is of this moment that feels really good. A lot of these comedies, even something like Wedding Crashers, you're sort of investigating things that I think are real in our lives, but the comedy is an overcommitment to the absurd. Uh, It doesn't explain anything. What the hell that explains? The hell was that? No further info is available, but should production begin in August this year, as reported, then we can probably expect to see Vaughn and Wilson crashing weddings again in late 2020. Do you know what's the great thing about that? And it, it happens... Rarely these days, where you go in on something is just brand new. Yeah, you don't know what it is. And I remember thinking, I, I immediately love this movie. You know, because so much. Obviously, we see sequels so often now. We've it's already sort of been vetted for us. Right. But when you go in on something brand new, and it just rocks your world. I loved it all the way through. I I saw. Uh, um, uh, I forgot what I was watching, but but some people were saying that they didn't like the way the movie takes a turn. Uh, uh, towards uh, when when uh, Jeremy starts to fall in love with the, uh, oh no you no know. no that's that, that's wonderful. I thought it was great that's yeah. wonderful yeah so all right and then one last story I love this too 20th century is looking to head back to the high seas as sources tell Deadline the studio is developing a new master and commander oh. deck with a monster calls scribe Patrick Ness adapting the script now. In this one, though, I understand Russell Crowe's going to play the ship. No. No. Uh, no, he could, but he's not going to. Insiders add that it is still early uh, and no director or talent is attached at this time. The tw- 2003 pick master and commander Far Side of the World, directed by Peter Weir, was set during the Napoleonic Wars and follows Captain Jack Aubrey, who was Russell Crowe. Paul Bettany also starred in the film, of course, which made more than $200 million worldwide, received 10 Oscar nominations for... Uh, including including one for uh, Best Picture. So since the original was part of a book series, yeah. yes, the idea always was to adapt other books into the films, but a second film never got uh, into position to move forward. Sources say this pick would be based actually on the first book in the series, which shows a young Aubrey as he is given his first command and also explores how his uh, explores his, how his friendship with the naval surgeon Stephen uh, Maturin, who was Bettany, uh, begins. So, any no uh, clue on casting as no, yet. it's, it's yeah. still way too early. But uh, since this would be set in the early days of Aubrey, uh, it's likely there will be you know there will be a whole new cast. Sure, so. Master and Commander is so effing good. It's brilliant. Such a well made movie, and for a time it was the go to when you wanted to demonstrate your surround sound. System. Absolutely. Yeah. The cannon fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Now we're ready for clips. The iCarly reboot. The trailer was uh, noticeably missing one key character, co-host Sam Puckett. 
And in this clip, Jerry Trainer talks about how the series will address Jeanette McCurdy's absence. Here we go. We want to respect Jeanette's wishes. You know, she's decided to move on from acting and she's doing great in her own world. And we're super proud of her. And she's part of this family forever. But that also gives us space to sort of get new characters in and, and have new unexpected storylines and voices. And But yeah, it will be addressed. Shut up, dummy. Uh, the series premieres June 17th on Paramount Place. I know that uh, Paramount Plus, I know that uh, Jeanette McCurdy gave up acting, but I don't she know did. what she's doing now. Uh, I don't know, I'm but I actually I was listening to a bit of an interview with her. I think she was on Anna Ferris's podcast, and she just, she never wanted to get into acting from the beginning. Right. She was coerced by her mother, and not, and she doesn't say that she didn't enjoy any aspects of it, but it was never for her. That's too bad. She was good at it. Yeah. Here's the next clip. The season 17 finale of Grey's Anatomy was chock full. Full of chock. Lots of chock and surprise. Uh, guest uh, stars preparing fans and cast members alike for the series to end. Here, Kelly McCreary uh, recalls her surprise <laughs> when ABC renewed the show for another season. I was like, wait a minute. Is this the... And and and, oh and it seemed like on the one hand, like kind of a lovely way to go out with all of these return guest stars. But on the other hand, I was like, wait a minute, we have so much to wrap up. And wouldn't it be wonderful for, for us all to know um, that the end was near so we could have a proper celebration rather than like the shock. <laughs> I don't even know who the hell you are. What? Grey's Anatomy will return for season 18 this fall. I like when they take full ownership as as if they would have any sway over the direction of the series. I thought, wouldn't it be great if I could get back to, yeah, what does Shonda Rhimes say about that? Mm. Oh, well, he really don't talk. All right, and that's it. That's my entertainment report for you this morning, friends. We're going to wrap it up, take a break, but I want to remind Quakertown Community High School of Quakertown, PA, you guys get to vote for the coolest teacher now. We randomly drew your name, so text the word teacher to 39333. We will send you the voting link. And another congratulations to Miss Tara O'Toole from Spring Ford High School. She won cool teacher. We already talked to her this morning. We actually surprised her live yes. in her house, which is pretty amazing. Let's take a break, come back in just a moment, and dive into the meat of today, including a couple of announcements. We'll have details coming up in a little while. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's band is Goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, your Local Shots Artist of the Month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Uh, I'm going to do a couple shout-outs real quick. Uh, I got this email from Jeff uh, Switucha, I believe is how you say his last name. Uh, he says, good morning, it. Uh, I was hoping you could give my daughter Lacey a special ultra wet, sick, sick, said in Matt Calper fashion, birthday shard out on June 4th or wherever you get around to it. Uh, she has very rare genetic disorder that only three other people in the world have. Wow. Lacey is currently inpatient at Children's Hospital undergoing several medical procedures and will unfortunately be there on her birthday. Uh, she's the toughest little girl this world has ever met and 
has triumphed every obstacle put in front of her. She will be turning two. She turned two this last Friday, and I'd love to play this back to her one day when she is older. Uh, and he sent a picture of her, guys. Look at this cute, sweet little girl here. Uh, so a big shout-out. Hang in there, kiddo. Uh, and your parents obviously lo- love you, so um, uh, happy birthday to you. Uh, and hope you have as good a one as you can, Lacey, while you're in the hospital. I think that smile can fuel a lot of good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, and then I got this other one. This is from our friend uh, Reese, who used to work promotions here at WMMR. He works for the Disney uh, group now yeah, yeah. in Florida. And he wrote, uh, hey, guys, miss you. He said it to me and Nick said, miss you both, or to Casey and Nick. Miss you both like crazy. And then he put in parentheses, thrusts pelvis in your direction. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, I if you have, uh, if you feel like it or have time, can you please give a shout out to four super cool Philly dudes? I was working at Splash Mountain at Disney World last night. And they rolled through with a flyer shirt on, so I let them ride in their own boat instead of sharing with strangers. <laughs> nice. Uh, they came through three times. And each time... I gave them an advantage because of the Flyers gear. And he said, honestly, uh, I see so much Phillies and Sixers gear that when I see anything Flyers, I sneak people a small advantage, <laughs> fast pass, private ride, etc. cetera. Uh, anyway, if you can, their names are Billy Hunt from Malvern, Tommy and Chris Anderson from KOP, uh, Martin Meenan from Delco, and they all go to Westchester. Ah, Kathy. And one of them just graduated from there. So he says, thanks, dude. So here's a shout out. From our buddy Reese, uh, for you guys who uh, hung out at uh, Disney World so Splash Mountain, so. he does more than that, though, right? Than just oversee the uh, that particular ride, right? Is, or is that it? Um, because no. he seems he seems like a kind of a uh, pretty talented guy. No, he's a super talented dude. Uh, he also does like photography and stuff like that. But no, he he mans rides. When I was down there last. He was manning the Star Wars stuff. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I guess listen, you have to know what you're doing, mm-hmm. and that's um, it's, it, it has to be cool in a way, I guess, or maybe it sucks. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then I want to thank these guys uh, who sent us a care package, and uh, they're from uh, Lily Pies, Lily Pies, Lily Pies uh, in Princeton, and they sent us a care package of different pancake batters. Huh. And they wrote this note to Preston, Steve, Kathy, Marissa, Casey, and fellow Bucknellian Nick. Uh, just some goodies to add to your pancake board. Who brought that up? Was that you, Case? Somebody bring that up? Marissa? Hang on a second here. Marissa? Uh, I think it was when we took a day off a week or so ago. We played back a segment where we talked about pancake oh, boards. And, uh, okay. uh, like a cheese board, but right. pancakes with all the accoutrements. Uh, they wrote, we at Lily Pies Bakery in Princeton, New Jersey, are huge fans. Uh, love and and uh, we love the show. Enjoy. So they Lily, Lily, So different flavors? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? Here, I can... Hang on a second. Oh, we're looking at a, a classic pancake board here, pressing up on the screen in the studio. Ooh. Yeah, that looks damn good. That looks really, so really good. So get your bacon, your eggs, you got your pancakes, your, your uh, as uh, uh, Marissa said, accoutrement. I'll have to give you guys a follow-up on my... Uh Edible cheese board. Yes, I saw it. It looked stunning. Charcuterie. I'll talk about that later. But they, they, uh, the whole wheat and cinnamon, oatmeal pancake mix, mm. and some coffee as well. So thank you. Nice. Uh, Lily pies. Lily. Hey, uh, I wanted to talk about this, uh, if you don't mind, uh, because graduations are ha- have happened and are happening as we speak. High school graduations and, and college uh, graduations. Actually, college is pretty much over. Done yeah. by yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, but I saw this uh, from a story last week. 
Um, there was a kid, uh, or actually a teacher, so there was minutes to spare at this high school. A teacher in uh, Butte, Louisiana, I'm not sure if that's how you, or Butte, uh, traded shoes with a senior so that he could walk at his graduation Aww. after he had violated the dress code. Uh, Devarius Peters said that he showed up to his high school graduation in a pair of black leather Alexander McQueen shoes, ready to walk across the stage to get his dis- diploma when he was stopped at the door. The faculty member informed him that his footwear violated the dress code and that he would not be permitted into his own graduation. So these were black leather shoes, dress shoes? I don't know if they were dress shoes or what. I didn't see a picture of the actual shoes. But they were leather, so, yeah, I don't I know. Mean, they, yeah. Uh, the students were required strict that dress code is. to wear dark-colored dress shoes and not allowed to wear slippers, athletic shoes, or open-toed shoes, and he thought his shoes matched the requirements. Oh. Uh, he began pacing and immediately spotted another teacher, a guy named John Butler, who had mentored him on several occasions throughout his high school career. Uh, Butler's daughter was also graduated, and he was waiting, uh, graduating, and he was uh, waiting on his wife when Peters frantically approached him. I said, I told Mr. John, uh, she said, I can't graduate and walk across the stage because of my shoes. A butler was confused by the situation, saying that he then escorted Peters back to the door in hopes of clearing up the misunderstanding. Unfortunately, the faculty members still would not allow him. Oh, what come on. Hell? Yeah, I know. Come on. Uh, at that moment, he said, I didn't have time to get I upset hate you all. <laughs> or go back and forth with her. It was a no brainer, he said. So he took off his shoes. There were two sizes too big for the kid, uh, but the senior graciously accepted him. The teacher let him in with only a few minutes to spare before they were able to begin the ceremony, and Butler attended the oh, ceremony okay. barefoot. So yes. I remember years ago going back, there was there was they were definitely very strict about what you could wear and what you could not wear. As, but but I mean, basically, you had to wear the robe. I would. I want to see if anybody listening uh, was not allowed to walk graduation oh. yeah. because of a dress code or, or another reason if you want to share. 215-263-WMMR is the number. I told you the story about one guy in my graduating class who was not allowed to walk because he was a felon. Yeah. But they, they brought him by, <laughs> yeah, handcuffed, and let him walk. Handcuffed. handcuffed. They took the handcuffs off. Oh, wow. Went across and, did, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean... You got bigger fish to fry uh-huh. at yeah. that point. Yeah. The threat for us was the uh, library money that you owed. It was, oh, if, really? If you didn't pay library your, yeah. money? Yeah, if you didn't pay, if you didn't pay up for your missing whatever. I've heard that, yeah. That Ours was walk. you don't get your You don't get your you diploma. Don't get your diploma. Yeah. yeah, because what they handed us yeah. was an empty, right. you know, yeah, whatever yeah. that folding we thing was empty, that you yeah. keep it in. And then you would get it later on. It made sure it was insurance. It made sure you behave. Well, so that happened to my friend John. And John wasn't a bad kid. In fact, he was always like an overachieving. And a, and a hard worker, but he, I just, the bad luck for this, because we had 500 kids in our class. Right. And at the one point in time where John locked eyes with his brother, his older brother who was in the crowd, he flips his brother the bird. Not, you know, double bird right, or anything right, like that. Right, just yeah. like, just a, fun. A, just just a, a fun, joke. nonchalant flips him in the bird. But at that very moment in time, our head disciplinarian was looking at John. Of all 500 students <laughs> at any point in time. Yeah. And he saw him, and when the, when the ceremony was over, he told him that he wasn't going to let him get his diploma. Did was, he follow through with that or no? No, he didn't. Right. But it was like it was almost like, dude, just let it go at this point. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's, he, he's an well, adult. Like, let him go. What and they, he did. And I understand what schools are trying to do is stop this, you know, pandemonium. They're trying to do this thing, and yeah. everyone's going to make it a big me moment. And so the just, ceremony's over. He's graduated. I know. I know. Can, can I please ask what what the big deal is with the shoes? You are covered. 
from head you to toe. You can't even see toe. them. Yeah. You were covered from head to toe in that cap and gown. Yeah. And they fixate on the shoes. I wore, and I don't call them sneakers. I called them tennis shoes growing yeah. up. Yeah. But they were Converse, athletic. They were, they, and they were the school colors. They were red and white. Did you get right. in trouble? I they I found out later on that they considered not letting me walk because of that. Now, I also, I really? also wore a, a leather-studded wristband. <laughs> that was red, by the way. But that would be know, under the uh... school colors. Yeah, you could see it. But, right. but, I mean, I, I've never understood why the shoes are a big deal. They're shoes. Right. So They're shoes. I, I can sort of speak to this only because I had a dress code every single day from kindergarten through senior year of high school. So I'm a little bit like uh, uh, acute on, on dress codes. You're so cute. I know. No. Uh, <laughs> but so like dress codes are dress codes. They're, they're that. And... Are you have they to follow them, and you have to follow them. Yeah, like, yeah. and it's just, and it's silly, and it's, and it's dumb. But like, they are what they are, right? And it's there, and you know, like, if you don't read the rules or you don't want to follow them, you, they're Here's there the for a reason. I don't know what reason they're there for. But, but that's yeah. what I can't figure out. Yeah. Why is that offensive to to whoever's in charge about? Footwear. I mean, you know, you're not making. I don't see what kind of a. You're statement, saying, I don't see what kind of an offensive statement you can make. You say it really. You're saying it really you know can't mean? be seen. Uh, it, well, it, no, it, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Even if they are yeah. seen, if they're sandals, oh my god, I can see their toes. Yeah, yeah. you know what I, I mean. Yeah. I, what What is? I don't know why. Don't why know. is that offensive? <laughs> It's I, not it's, that it's, it's offensive. Ridiculous. It's that there are a set of rules. No, that's what, have, but, yeah, but the rules yeah. are there because of. Some sort of offense. You know what I mean? No, no. The rules are there for some sort of uniformity. That's all. And so when it comes to like a graduation ceremony, I'm I don't disagree with you. We are not arguing here. Uniformity would be the exact same type of shoes for everybody. It still is. It's vague. I mean, it, they have to be dress shoes. They have to be leather. They can be black or they can be brown. They still look different. It's not uniform. Right. That's right. not uniform. Uniformity. It's not exactly the same. Listen, I'm getting on my soapbox here. <laughs> I find it silly. I find it absolutely silly that just because of footwork, footwear that they want to say, you know what? You don't get your diploma you or, you, or you can't walk. But man, uh-huh. you, man, you beat the system. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I did. You, you're the, you're the Norma Ray. I just find it silly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how often do you really notice a man's shoes? I just, thank you, yeah, Mr. Right. Dufresne. Especially, you when he, especially when he got his dong out. Uh, let me go to Jane. Hi, Jane. Good morning. Hey, guys. I love you guys. Oh, thank right. you. What's love up? You. All right. Here's the situation. So the students were required to come dressed in their attire that they were going to graduate in like a couple nights before. So they wanted to check everybody out. So my son went and I said, all right, good. You have black sneakers. They didn't have any Nike emblem. Everything was black. They approved it. He gets their graduation and he's ready to walk. And all of a sudden, oh, no, you can't walk. You don't have uh, dress shoes on. And he said, well, I wore these the other night. Nobody, nope, sorry. So luckily there was a teacher standing by, and, and this is in Chester County, and I, wanted, I don't want to say any names. But anyway, he was nice enough to give him his shoes. Oh, but man. Just, but you know what? I thought it was ridiculous. They well, were it, black. It, it sounds ridiculous, Jane. So what I would say to this, if you, for future reference, if you have any kids, like next year or maybe even coming up now. Oh, no, uh, he's done. One yeah, done. but I'm just, I'm just saying in general. <laughs> Uh, is uh, is if you go to the thing where there are people going to review this, make sure that somebody signs off and says. I agree. Right. I agree. And you know, unfortunately, at that time, financially, 
I did not have the money to go out and buy him dress shoes. And that's part of it, too. Mm -hmm. And I think the schools have to understand that, too. Yes. They should have. Well, what they should basically have is, you know, I hate to say it, but like a little collection of backup shoes for people who can't. You know, you know what? Satisfy the, the school requirement. Thanks. I, yeah. I, I just think it's, a, I know, Casey, you're saying it's part of the rules. I think that rule is silly. No, it's a silly rule. Uh, but it, it, it really, it, you know, I mean, if you, if you want to wear Crocs, if you want to wear Birkenstocks, if you want to wear uh, stiletto heels, whatever, man. This is the last time you're going to be there. It, I, I don't, yeah, okay, anyway. <laughs> well, listen, you, listen. <laughs> If you, I want to go to your school where you can wear whatever you want, you know, to the, uh, to the thing. I remember they were pretty strict with us. There was also the notion that people were going to have lift up their their gowns and have shirts or you know f you or whatever. I mean, we we had a we had like eleven hundred graduating students. They gave us a talking to over and over and over again because the odds of someone trying to pull something. And then again, everything paled in comparison when a felon showed up to get his oppression. It's a blow. You you have to understand, I. You see how I dress every day. This is a direct result of my strict dress code from kindergarten through senior year of high school. Like, I hated the dress code so much, but you had to follow it. And also, like, if you wore the wrong shoes or the wrong this or the wrong that, you, like... How high did your skirt have to be? Uh, Well, it couldn't uh, couldn't be above your knees or, like, two inches above your knees, but, like... You got the merits, right? So, like, right. if I wasn't wearing the right Menazis, you know, that that's the, the the brand of slacks that you were supposed to wear. Menazis. Menazis. Well, now it's like Flynn and O'Hara, but if you weren't wearing this, like, if you wore Dockers, like, yeah. you could get demerits for that. Most of the teachers wouldn't do that, but there was a teacher or two who, just to be a dick, would be like, yeah, you're getting a demerit, you're not wearing the right pants. Damn. Um, I'm going to go to uh, John. Hey, John, good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. Nah, Bob, what's your story, man? Well, I, uh... Pretty much wore shorts exclusively in high school, and I would wear sandals, Birkenstocks, like basically every single day, even in the middle of winter. So I felt it was fitting that I wore my Birkenstocks at graduation, and the high school principal saw differently, and um, my mom had to go home and get me a pair of shoes. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. funny. So you did end up graduating. You, they, they, she, she darted home, brought him back in time for you to walk? Oh, yes. Yeah. I I was like, you know, it was probably an hour before whenever we were lining up and the principal came through and he was like, sorry, John, you got to you got to have shoes. Hey, and, John, when you, know, you we worked it out, did you get your diploma on stage? Did they call your name? Because they didn't. We had too many kids in my in my graduating class in high school that they didn't do that. Um, did, uh, yeah, it rained for my high school uh, graduation. So they actually moved it inside uh, into the auditorium and like a bunch of people had to watch. Like on closed circuit television from from another like from the cafeteria. Man. It was yeah, it was kind of messed up that way. My my, I, I remember it was hot as balls when we uh, we did the deal. The complete opposite. Beautiful, sunny, sweaty, effing day, and everyone was dying a heat stroke. Yeah, case we were a class of at least five hundred, and also was uh, my oldest son Parker, and they called every single name. We also it was a Catholic high school, so it was a long ass ceremony because they have a baccalaureate, and that was part. Right. Of, that was part. Of, so you had a full mass and then Jeez. the graduation <laughs> ceremony. I just wanted to Man. die. Oh I was my god, sweating to death. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, okay, this goes beyond footwear, uh, but I want to see why Ian wasn't allowed to walk. Hey, Ian. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. I am. I have quite a traumatic story. I'll make this really quick, though. Okay. So this takes place in 2008. I'm 18. I've never been in trouble with the law before. I get pulled out of homeroom by cops. And, uh, yeah, so four cops waiting to proudly arrest me because 
Yeah, terroristic threats. And I was no, saying no. dumb you, stuff. What? Yeah. All right, you can't just brush over terroristic threats. What did they say you did? Okay, so what happened was over summertime, okay, 2008, summer of 08, I was hanging out with some bad people. You know, I was hanging out with people that like to make fun of me, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I wanted to be cool and dumb like them. But anyway, so I was saying some dumb stuff. Um, and... Um, I get a, a call from someone and kind of gave me goosebumps. Like school just started. Um, it was a, it was actually September 10th, and then um, the next day I'm in jail and I see myself in news and the whole block saw it and like I sunk so low. There's, I, there's parts like, of the I'm story that I'm yes. missing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask uh, yeah. Ian what what did what did you say that was stupid? Well, I thought I was going to purchase a uh, freaking. Uh, you know, assault rifle on eBay and set up target practice in the backyard and bring it to school or something like that. Wow! Yeah. And who did you who did you say that who did you say that to? Um, yeah, people that um, oh, that group older. you were talking about. Okay, I was saying that to people that weren't even at the school, and they got one person that was at the school to go to the cops on me. Yeah, uh, maybe one person was concerned, but first off, it makes me sick that I wasn't even serious and I got way in trouble for it. I was, I was made like an example, I guess. Right. Well, yeah, you can't say stuff you, like that to yeah. anybody because, and listen, you can't say, take stuff like that lightly. Yeah. yeah. Because what if you weren't joking and yeah. there right. was, and one of those people that heard it could have done or said something and didn't, and then you went ahead and did what yeah. you said you were going to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you have to. Like, you know, I, I hope you understand that. Um, I for sure learned a lesson. Yeah. I mean, All I right. did. So, Next time, just wear Birkenstocks. <laughs> so, so Ian, they uh, not only did they not let you walk, did you? Were you able to graduate? No, I went to an alternative school, and it was all right. The thing about the alternative school is um, there was no female, so it was like completely like dead. The school was just, it was almost like juvie school. But I, I did not have to. Um, I, I was eighteen. I got, um, I got, I got the, I got. Basically, got to see what the system was like at a young age. Wow. Are you doing better now, would you say, Ian? I'm 31 now. Um, I The second time I got in trouble was a badass trip, but that's way it's not going to be mentioned. Wow. Okay. That's <laughs> uh, um, good. How, how's your life now, Ian? Um, I love my life so much. I'm almost at work. Uh, I cut trees for a living. Um, right, I'm having okay. the best year of my life. All, All right. right. So Ian, great, when man. you go and cut those trees, is, is it with the homeowner's permission? <laughs> <laughs> I work for a tree service. Oh, okay. Uh, so All, right. Good. 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 All right. So, so listen, everyone, I think we can learn from Ian. Ian is trying to you're listening here. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Ian messed up big time and he regrets it. So, so mm-hmm. yeah, I could see that, Ian, uh, over the shoe thing. Yeah, that's a little. We only grow through mistakes. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of people that have their own kind of traumas. And, um, right. Yeah. You have yours. Yeah. All right, Ian, yeah. thanks well, for the call. We're glad you're doing okay. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. See you later. Wow. Yeah, you can't, uh, you can't mess around <laughs> you can't that. Do that. All right, I'm going to talk to a teacher who runs graduations, can help explain this whole thing with the shoes and stuff. It's uh, Finn. Hi, Finn. Good morning. Bootly, 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 bootly. Nice. Hey, Finn. How you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? Wonderful. All right. What's the story, Ed? Can we mention the school where you work? Sure. I, uh, I teach at Middletown High School in Delaware. Okay. Been here 16 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm one of the people that's on the field. I help each row know when they need to stand and walk up to the stage and all that kind of stuff. Okay, right. gotcha. So the big deal at our school is, yes, they want you to wear dress-type shoes because it's supposed to be an austere, serious occasion. Right. So that's the big thing. We've always carried extra bobby pins and safety pins and ties and shoes and all sorts of things um, for the kids as well. Because we understand also um, 
financial situation. So I've always had a bunch of kids that came to me and we always found a way to help them out to get what they needed for graduation. But personally, I think it would be much better if they could express themselves through their shoes since everybody looks so the same. You know, it's everybody's wearing a robe and, and everybody's so perfect and blah, blah, blah. But, like, yeah. why not let See? them wear Crocs or Thank you. I'd like to be able to wear that to graduation. Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, you, you guys all have to get done up, too. And it, it's, it always happens at a hot time of the year. And it's, um you know, but, again, I don't even – all I remember is that, you know, my entire graduating class – uh, you know, I didn't look at their shoes like in Shawshank. I, I, I was looking at the robe and the yeah. whole thing, and that was it. The shoes mean nothing. Yeah. They're nothing. Right. right. I, and, and plus, you're going to have to walk upstairs and whatnot. I mean, these girls wear these stilettos, and I'm like, sweetheart, you knew you had to walk upstairs. <laughs> right. Like, no, 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 that does make for some fun videos. Uh, yeah. Well, that's true, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do have you guys, that. have you had your graduation yet, Finn? Yeah, we did it on Saturday. And did everything go okay? Everything went great, uh, except for the sunburn, but other than that, right. You know, yeah, everyone yeah. behaved. So. Yeah, you guys, a hot I, day, man. I assume you're, everybody was outside. Yeah, ours was outside this year because of COVID. Yeah, okay. I think most high schools are doing it that way if they can. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Thank Mike. you, Finn. You're welcome. Yep. When I was growing up, all the all the stuff was outside. All the grass, yeah, everything. The, the plan everything. was outside rain. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, a rain, rain delay plan. Yeah, uh, as well. But they had always wanted to try to shoot for an outside, outdoors yeah. uh, graduation, uh, usually on the football field. Yeah, they had it at my high school. Yeah, ours we was had, at uh, Villanova Pavilion, which I think well, that's where yours that's was. That's where right? ours was inside. Yeah, yeah oh, we had, inside as well. Yeah, we had it. We had the worst facilities, and then the, the, they had it at the furthest field from the actual school, yeah. and then it, it was on the a track, and it was terrible. To be honest, I'd rather have it inside than as opposed to what, you know, like yeah. Finn was saying, blazing hot it out sucked. there. Yeah, that was my college graduation was on the lawn in front of the uh, the uh, Museum of Art. Not uh, Philadelphia, but yeah. uh, the Berman Museum at Ursinus. And it was, and even in mid, you know, early to mid-May, it was blazing hot. Yeah. I'm going to go to Amanda. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. Yeah, <laughs> well done. You got it. Yeah. What's up, Amanda? <clears throat> Well, this happened when I graduated in 2006. One of my friends um, showed up to graduation in a pair of dress shorts and sandals. And they allowed him to walk, but they held his diploma until he went to in-school suspension two days after graduation. <laughs> in-school suspension. Now, how... Oh, my God. How would you know? It's one more little jab. I know. I'm... Oh, my God. How, if you sh- I remember showing up and kind of... Putting on, I think I arrived in my uh, gown or my robe or whatever. Yeah, I yeah. did. Right? Yeah. How would you know someone what someone's wearing underneath? Yeah, the shorts. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. They were also very strict on the girls, too. We weren't allowed to wear any colored dresses. All our dresses had to be white. Oh, wow. All right. All right. I don't actually ever Thanks, remember... Amanda. Any of these dress codes for for ours? Really? Yeah. Nothing I mean, about footwear. Nothing about footwear. Yeah, nothing I about... definitely remember the footwear. Thing. And ours ours was outside. Um, I think it, the, what makes a difference is the size of the class. I mean, we graduated with almost a thousand people, so having wow. it inside wasn't really an option. So we were outside. You on, had to be outside on the football field. Did they have a rain plan though? I think it actually started to to rain a little bit during my graduation. Not not bad. Maybe just um, you know uh, some oh, drizzle or whatever. You know, we have audio of your graduation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here it is. Julie Jerkoff. <laughs> Forgive me, Kirkoff. That's right. <laughs> she was right before you, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Wait, did you see <laughs> real quick? Did you see the uh, principal that like uh, used the the graduation speech to um, basically tell everyone that the school had fired him and he like freaked out? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. no but did, also, did you see the girl in Texas? Yes. She was a valedictorian. Yep. Yeah. She changed her job. Yeah. She had she a switched it up to uh, go against uh, abortion laws, yeah. and uh, they were like, "Uh oh." <laughs> yeah. She had submitted two speeches, or she submitted yeah. an, an entirely different speech, and didn't go with that one. Yep, yep, exactly. Hang on, I want to go to uh, Mike. Interesting reason why uh, he wasn't able to walk. Walk. Hey, Mike. Good morning. <laughs> hey, fellas. How you doing? Good. What's up, Mike? Yeah. So I couldn't walk because I smelled like weed. <laughs> um, <laughs> why, why did you smell like weed, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> so a, a couple callers ago, he mentioned he he went to an alternative school, and I did as well. Uh. And I used to take a cab into school, and my cabbie was pretty cool. I, like, I would burn a joint on the way in, and then when I'd get out, like, he'd let me out at the front door, and I'd, you know, put it out on my sneaker and then throw it into my cigarette pack. Right. Ready and, to graduate. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like you normally would. Uh-huh. Right. And uh, it kind of wasn't, you know, I guess I wasn't, I, yeah, I was thinking. I can't say I wasn't thinking. Anyway, got all, got all messed up on the way on the ride in, which I also took a cab to my graduation. And, uh. When I got into the building, now, again, I was in an alternative school. There was, like, 12 people graduating. <laughs> like, it wasn't, like, like a huge to-do. We really didn't have a dress code either. Mm-hmm. But apparently the uh, the reeking of, of uh, the, fra- the fragrances of nature is something that was frowned upon. In fact, listen, I'm 44 years old. I still don't have my diploma. Wow. Because, like, I never, they were like, we're not going to give you a diploma either. And I was like, well, whatever. I mean, Wait, did yeah. you just get it and use it as rolling papers? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the deal yeah. is with that actual document, with that, with, yeah. that's just something for you to keep, right? I mean, you yeah, don't, you're n- people don't ask you to, to show that. To prove you, it. All you have to do is write down, yes, I graduated high school. I graduated this year, blah, blah, if blah. If you're you ever even asked. Records, mm-hmm. You can look it up. Yeah, yeah. if you're ever like, even asked. It's for your personal yeah. yeah, I well, no. See, when I graduated, we had to create a portfolio, and you had to, that had to be page number one in your portfolio. So when I went for interviews, you handed your portfolio over, and they looked through it. So what, did it need to be in there? I don't know, but right. mine was in there. It was the That's first hilarious. page. Well, they told us if you went to New York about. I mean, I've said this before about what they called a Regents scholarship, and it was a, like a special thing. And I did all this studying for the Regents tests. <laughs> No one ever asked me about the regions at all. I'm going to get one more call. This is Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Kevin. All right, so were you allowed to walk at graduation? I was not allowed to walk because I owed detention time. Um, <laughs> now, yeah, I know, crazy, right? right? Now, throughout the year, let's just say I wasn't the uh, the best student in class. Um, I like to have fun in school. Right. So I accrued all these detentions through uh, through my senior year, and I opted to not make them up. And when I got to graduation, they said, guess what? You don't get to walk. Now, the last caller, he said he was 44 years old without a diploma. I'm 42 years old without a diploma. I only ever needed it one time. Um, I was going to go back to school, and they wanted to see that I graduated. I actually went back to my school to get my diploma, and they told me I could get my diploma as long as I went through detention. No. <laughs> oh. You'd have to go to detention oh, as an adult? at 42 years old. <laughs> Swear to God, no. This was, I was 25 when oh, I went right. to get my diploma. <clears throat> still, still 25, that's seven years later. <laughs> how, much detention, me, how much detention did you owe, Kevin? 
I owed at least a week, they said. Oh. I still don't have my diploma. <laughs> Again, never needed it. Right. I mean, so, so sorry, you, Kevin. You got to take your vacation and spend it yeah, in, yeah, in detention with, with the family. The family's <laughs> yeah. in detention. With I swear you. to God, that's an actual nightmare. Like that is that is a dream that people will have. Well, right? w- let me ask you. So you, if you, if you technically have graduated Thanks, and you Kevin. don't have the diploma, the 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 actual uh, verification that you've completed your schooling exists. I would imagine. Right? I would imagine um, that records are kept, are kept and that you can find right. them, but it, you may have to go through some red tape to get right. to that. Right, so a simple a simple yes or no is all yeah. they're looking for. There's there's no, you know, they don't make, there, there's not like a comment section on your diploma. Right, I, I'm not Super really sure smart. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, well, these types of little complications are happening right now as we speak as these graduation ceremonies are taking place. But this kid, not unlike the same, the, the caller we had a little right. while ago, exact same thing. Wasn't wearing the proper shoes. They told him you can't walk. And one of the teachers took off his shoes and said, here, wear mine, which is a pretty cool thing to do. I got a bra given to me. You did. Oh, yeah. wow. they, they had a bra They had a bra waiting for me. I don't know why. So oppressive. But I barred one. All right. Well, good luck uh, with everyone uh, entering into uh, graduation. Um, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We got some B-File stories I think you're going to dig. We have a couple of announcements today. We have a concert announcement, and then we have a show announcement. One of them is music-oriented. One Another one is something else. So we'll get to those around 10 o'clock this morning. And speaking of schools, Quakertown Community High School in Quakertown, PA, we're looking for the coolest teacher. Text word teacher, 39333. We'll send you the voting link. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, I want to mention this. The uh, Love You, Help You line is still there, and we will keep it running as long as uh, people have a need for it, uh, and then we'll figure out what we're going to do after that. We you know, switch it from the Love You, Hate You line to the Love You, Help You line. Um, so if you have a local business that needs some help either with getting more business into their uh, their you know location or uh, they need help hiring, which uh, things are starting to come on back back on track there, but there are still some staffing issues. Mention it to your friend and uh, just go to WMMR.com. The information's right there, and you can leave a message, and we'll help you out if we can do that. So that is still available for the time being. We're going to do the Bizarre File. We're going to do it right now. now bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. File! 
Brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber. A.D. Moyer Lumber has been supplying quality building materials and service for over 80 years. Four generations, one family, one commitment. You can learn more at admoyer.com. We will start with this uh, story. A Florida woman was charged with aggravated battery after being found naked and erratically throwing alcohol bottles at Outback Steakhouse and Mojo Grill. (laughs) She's having a good time. An officer responded to the Mojo Grill because of reports of uh, 53-year-old Tina Kindred acting out of control. Uh, The female was topless and banging on the tables and windows. Uh, Kindred I just wanted a steak. She had flipped over a few tables and was last seen trying to get into a customer's car. Uh, She was found driving recklessly in the parking lot before exiting the parking lot. Prior to officers arriving at Mojo Grill, another call was received of a similar incident. And that call was from the Outback Steakhouse on the same road. (laughs) Was she on tour? She was just hitting all the steakhouses, man. Uh, the The call reported Kindred arrived naked and acting, quote, crazy while breaking things in the bar. The officer on scene opened the front doors of the business, saw glass and liquid all over the bar. Kindred was found naked with bottles in her hands. When she noticed the officer, she drew back her arm with a bottle of liquor in her hands. Kindred then threw the bottle at the officer, and the officer was able to dodge it. A second bottle was thrown at the officer's head and touched his arm, leaving alcohol residue on him. Uh, She threw another bottle and approached the officer as he was yelling, Get on the ground. The officer used his taser in an attempt to defuse the situation. Kindred lowered uh, to the floor, and the officer used one five-second cycle with the taser. That was enough. And Kindred, Kindred uh, put her hands behind her back. Uh, she was placed in handcuffs and transported to the hospital for treatment. <laughs> Blooming onion. <laughs> <laughs> the exact dollar amount of the damage is not known, but it's supposedly in the thousands. Kindred said that she chose Mojo Grill uh, because of the owner and felt as if he was not honest. Uh, so there you go. Okay, yeah. that's why you get naked and start smashing stuff. Yeah, she admitted she entered the business, but uh, claimed that she was denied business, so she started turning tables. Uh, Let this ad- serve as a warning to you, dishonest business owners. She admitted going uh, inside Outback with the intent to destroy the bar. Uh, <laughs> when Kindred she, was, she looks to- properly crazy here, pressing her mugshot. Uh, yeah, when uh, she's got the big eyes. Yeah, uh, when Kindred was transported to the hospital, medical staff discovered she had possible fentanyl patch in her pubic area. But it later, fa- they later found she did not. <laughs> oh, oh boy, have any narco- narcotics in her system except THC. So she was fairly. Nothing. She wasn't. Maybe she actually is fighting for honesty. Uh, she was charged with aggravated battery and felony criminal mischief. Well, you're a well. hero. Uh, well, in this story, the landlord allegedly had a sword, and the tenant allegedly had a hammer. Uh, their dispute if I had a hammer happened before 4 a.m. Friday in Pittsburgh, and has both of them facing assault charges. The landlord, uh, it's uh, Shaquan Tyler, right. was charged with aggravated assault and simple assault. The tenant Louis Rice is charged with terroristic threats and simple assault. Mm. Police recalled the scene twice. A neighbor said he heard screaming before uh, each police visit. The first time he heard someone scream, he has a sword. (laughs) After the police departed, the neighbor heard screaming again. It was the tenant screaming in pain while being stabbed by the landlord with a katana samurai sword. Uh, The criminal complaints say that the tenant was out on the back deck with his girlfriend when they discovered he'd been locked out. Uh, They then saw his belongings stuffed into trash bags strewn on the street. It was then, they say, the landlord was threatening them with the sword. Uh, police came and told the landlord that he didn't have the right to evict the tenant in that way and advised him to file for an eviction notice. 
<laughs> Officers told everybody involved to stay away from each other for the rest of the night. In that way. In that way. Okay. Yes. You can't do it in that way. <laughs> no. You can't just throw everything out, right. uh, police, especially if he's got a sword. Exactly. Police left, and less than 10 minutes later, a 911 call reporting a stabbing oh. brought them back to the same address. The landlord and the landlord's Why don't we just hang out? Claimed that the tenant came downstairs threatening the landlord with a hammer. He's so got the landlord a hammer. Stabbed, stabbed the tenant with a sword in self-defense. Uh, it's uh, almost like watching a Transformers fight. Now, the tenant and the tenant's friend say the tenant's friend was holding a hammer at the time, but that it was the landlord threatening and attacking the tenant with the sword. So it's a he said, she said thing. Police uh, say... Right, now, who had the sword? Uh, police say the tenant was stabbed twice, once in the left flank, once in the buttocks. Uh, the tenant was taken to the hospital for examination, then to jail, where the landlord has already been taken. Both were awaiting arraignment, by I'm, the way. I'm amazed at how many of these perpetrators have katanas. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Plenty of them. All right, so this story has a political edge to it, and I only bring it up because it's a great bizarre file story. Okay, <laughs> so this is an example of political passion. A 70-year-old Ohio man who told cops that he was a Trump man confessed to repeatedly urinating and defecating in front of a neighbor's home because the residents are Democrats and support Joe Biden. So he figured dropping his pants and crapping on their yard was the way to go about it. So Jerry Dietrich... He didn't have a sword? The accused serial pooper was cited Sunday for littering after the homeowner caught him in the act around 3.15 in the morning. Oh, my God. Investigators say that Matthew Guyette called 911 after spotting a man squatting down and relieving himself near a privet hedge. Yes, there's an old man on my lawn taking a dump. Outside of the home, uh, Guyette shares with his husband. Upon being confronted by Guyette, uh, the suspect got up and walked away from the property. Based on a description provided by Guyette, uh, police subsequently identified Dietrich, uh, a retired high school teacher, as a suspect in the pre-dawn pooping. So the pooper was a high school, former high school? He's 70, so he's retired, yeah. So Dietrich lives a couple of blocks from the Guyette's residence. Uh, During police questioning, Dietrich reportedly admitted to urinating in Guyette's yard and also copped to previously defecating on the victim's property, quote, multiple times. Dietrich, cops say, admitted uh, targeting the home because uh, Guyette and his spouse are Democrats and support Joe Biden. These are exact quotes, while he is a, quote, Trump man. A patrolman noted that Dietrich's statement leads me to believe that this incident is politically motivated. Seems to be. Cited for littering, Dietrich is scheduled to be arraigned June 8th on the misdemeanor count, so he must have already he faces that tomorrow. In a Facebook post following Dietrich's bust, uh, Guyette wrote of, quote, an eventful early morning and the apprehension of the man who's been, quote, crapping in our front yard for the past 10 years. 10 years. The wow, ten pooper, Guyette noted, <laughs> 10 would, years, man! 10! Would leave behind three or four crumpled, crumpled up restaurant napkins he used to clean himself, and he said, that was my clue that we had had a visitor. Uh, so, he's been busted for littering. That's, I would think you get a little bit more than that, but... It's priceless. Littering's not bad. Yeah. Alright, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Let's take a break. Don't forget a couple of announcements coming up at 10 a.m. I think you are very much going to enjoy what we have to say, so we'll get to those in a little bit. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hey, Jim Stewart here with your local network. We are your local digital marketing company based here in Westchester, PA. Our goal is to make it easier for people to find your business out there in the digital world. Now more than ever, a business's digital footprint can be the difference between losing or gaining that customer. So we're here to help you with Google My Business listings, social media accounts, or updating that embarrassingly old website. Check us out at yourlocalnetwork.net. 
So visit our pages on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks, and have a great day. Next message. Hi, I'm Angie from We Buy Gold. We could all use a little extra cash right now, and let me put cash right in your hands for all your old gold, silver, and platinum jewelry. Not sure what you have is real? Bring it into one of our two convenient locations in Sickleville, New Jersey, in Winslow ShopRite Plaza, or in Southampton on the corner of Route 206 and 38. All appraisals are free, or give us a call, 609-220-1905. Mention Preston and Steve for an additional 10%. Thanks! The Love You, Help You line. Shop local, because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Uh, so, uh, something I wanted to uh, to mention, uh, a, a quick follow-up. Uh, last week, we were doing a connoisseur segment. Yes. And I mentioned an uh, rep- recipe that I came across on foodnetwork.com, and it is an edible cheese board or an edible charcuterie. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, on my way home yesterday, and I'm like, or uh, on Friday, and I'm like, you know what? You were moved, weren't you? I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it. it. And I went and I bought the ingredients, and I made it. And I I posted it on Instagram, my step by step procedure. Going I saw it. it. Yeah, and I have to say, <laughs> it's freaking awesome. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Would you change anything? Um, you've uh, you've been through it. You've eaten it. You've uh, yeah. You've there's tried a couple things I'm going to tweak. It didn't. It didn't look. Kathy, did you see? You remember I did, the yeah. nailed it. It didn't look as pretty. Oh, I thought it looked pretty good. You uh, yeah. even have the honey divot in there. Yeah, I did the honey divot. Yeah. It, it looks, I, I thought it looked great on its own. It doesn't look quite as cool as the one no. that was on Food Network, but. I thought it was pretty damn good. I think that uh, that I will I will try a few different varieties of this because a lot of what's baked into the uh, the crust is fruit, and I know Kathy doesn't like I'm hot fruit. Completely out on that. You had mentioned <laughs> yeah. doing some other like spices and stuff like that. That I would could probably yeah, enjoy. So I, this gonna, I wouldn't be able to. I'm going to do a more savory version of it. I'm going to make it with uh, olives and like roasted tomatoes. But you can't have tomatoes, can you? Uh, if you cut a fresh tomato, I should be okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to do roasted or yeah. You or can't risk that. Sun dried. It'll tomatoes. kill you. But anyhow, uh, I, I think I'll try a version of it like that. But dude. It was fantastic. Yeah, man. So, and it was just me and Rochelle, so we were the ones picking at this gigantic monstrosity. You know, I, I felt a certain way about that, just to be honest with you. Uh, I felt like uh, you could have tried that when I was around, maybe. Uh-huh. But yeah. here, and I understand you that. You wanted to test it out. I wanted to make sure I get it right. I got you. What, what I, a thing that I've learned is if you're going to cook something for people other than yourselves, oh, you, you never do it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. you had Ever. to have cooked it before. Yeah. So so I wanted Make to... Make an escargot for the first time today. <laughs> I wanted to do a little trial run with this. You know what? And it was it was great. I loved it. So if you don't know what we're talking about, it's essentially um, you take uh, pre-made pizza dough, which you can get at pretty much any grocery mm-hmm. store. They've got them in bags, and you get a two-pound thing of that. You roll it out. You place all this stuff onto a uh, a pan. All of the uh, there was fruit that, that it was grapes and um, uh, apricots and uh, some walnuts and some uh, rosemary, and then you have these little things that you make out of tin foil to create these divots where you're going to eventually put your other items. Uh, and you you drape the um, you drape the uh, uh, the the dough over the top of it. You let it sit for an hour, and then you throw it on the grill with the uh, in the pan. And it cooks for like 10 minutes, and then you actually take the pan and flip it over. That's how you do it. Onto the grill and cook the other side, and then you put brie in there as well, and that heats up on the grill as well, so it's kind of nice and hot and runny. 
And then you add some cheeses and meats and honey and, you know, olives and stuff like that. And you actually eat the board that it's on. That's awesome. And what's great is is the when, when you have a charcuterie, if you will, um, usually the, the crackers and things like that or the bread is kind of sucks. It's second. Yeah. It's not it's yeah. not the star of the Crack. show. So Stiff. just having this regular pizza dough, I was like, man, is this going to be any good? It's just regular pizza dough. It was great. Yeah? It was great. It was excellent. Is, yep. there, is there anything you can do to the pizza dough to kind of dress it up? Uh, maybe uh, if you, you know what? Yeah, you could like probably. Olive oil. Olive oil. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was olive oil on this. Okay. I, that's one thing I forgot to do was oil it after I was done. But you could probably put more herbs in the actual. Uh, dough itself. In the dough if you wanted to. But, is uh, that a sprig of freshly grown rosemary? Did you that, buy that? No, that was that's from our, our, our rosemary bush. I can tell. Oh, Look oh, at yeah. that. Yeah. yeah so. You know, I, rosemary bush. I went to a restaurant on uh, on Friday night with my parents and we got the hummus dish. And the only reason I bring it up is because uh, I, they didn't provide enough pitas with a hummus dish. And so oh, I hate that. It, they it, never it's, do. I know. And so it really pissed me off. And so this dish, Preston, oh. there is plenty of bread for all of your dipping needs. No shortage. No well, shortage. Then the next step is to make a table out of the bread. <laughs> because if step. you want to ensure oh. that you... Because Nick is right. They are always woefully inadequate in the pita department. Steve, we're going to need a bigger grill. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you could put your... It does not... It does, something... You could use like a pizza oven. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For a table. Uh-huh. And just... Yes. You just need one leaf. Dude. You don't need two leaves. A bread <laughs> table. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Instead of the bread bowl, a bread table. We could do that. I'll bet you there's a peach joint around here who would help us out. Now, you'd need a pan. Yeah. Oh, my God. They they have enough dough. They have a big enough pan (laughs) to build a pizza table. We could make like a high top. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) If you could eat. Imagine that. Table out of bread. When you're done, you start picking at the table. Yeah. I love it. You're but listen, that table? <laughs> I, I go full thumbs up on this, man. And, and the recipe, if you go to <laughs> WMMR.com, we have a link right to the Food Network recipe. And I found it to be easy. Yeah. And uh, it's perfect for a party. I honestly would make two of these. I'd make a sweet one and I would make a savory one. I love that idea. Yeah. You know, Preston, party. if you did go with the pizza high tops at the end of the evening, you wouldn't have to move anything out of the way to clean because yeah. it would just be empty. It's been eaten. Yeah. Yeah. I need Kathy to make this. I love that idea. What? See how she would do it? <laughs> yeah. It Nailed just, it. Yeah. I think you could do it, Kath. Uh, yeah, probably not. No? Probably not? I no. Don't so. I, I don't know how do to it. use the grill. No. But yeah, the grill can be a little bit tricky if you don't know the, the temperatures. And I don't think I've ever your burners. stood in front of a grill ever. Maybe just to scoop my own hamburger off. <laughs> scoop, <laughs> it. scoop it. Scoop it. What's Step it called? One. What's it called? Uh, you know, yeah. use a spatula. Spatula, yeah. Yeah, I but scooped I scoop it with it. the spatula. All right. All right. Oh, um, it sounded very Italian there, except yeah, for the whole... The way spatula. <laughs> what is in your mind? You telling me it's not a scoop. Emma. <laughs> Emma, <laughs> what are you going to go so scoop of the burgers up at the grill? <laughs> Except my poor grandmother's rolling over in her grave that I don't cook. Um, so check this out He's on my... He's the greatest disappointment <laughs> in my life. <laughs> check this out on my Instagram. You'll see all the pictures, the step-by-step and how it turned out. And I think it'll be something for you to, to, to try this season. One, Can I one see of the... social media? Why is it somebody... Uh, one of the... Um, Marissa chef. said a chef wants to try it or something like that. Marissa, I forgot uh, you had mentioned that over the uh, the weekend. Wait, I'm sorry. Say, I, I have like the worst timing today. As soon as you guys start right. talking, this room mutes. So I tried to put my headphones on real quick. The bread, uh, the uh, the 
edible charcuterie that I made, yes. you said there was a, a, a local chef that wanted to try it or something yes, like there, that? Oh, oh, oh. well, uh, there was uh, another cheese place that tried it. They're called Dream Boards. We shared their story. Yeah. And then um, as soon as, Preston, you posted your photos, I got a text from the chef at Butcher Bar on 20th and Chestnut. Oh, I've been there. And he was like, I need to try this right now. Oh, yeah. excellent. How about so, that? Call it the that? Preston plate. I, I told him that I want to try it with him if he does it. So we'll do that, and then we'll name it the Preston board. Yeah, and then Nick, who was this? I, I don't know. I, I pulled up his name because I thought maybe you guys would know, but Drew Gulak also commented on it. He's in, he's a WWE wrestler. Yeah. And uh, he he's loved it. He's got 240,000 followers. Yeah. And I, I, I went and I looked. I normally don't look at who's commenting yeah. uh, or, or the, the likes. Yeah. I, I'm like, I saw the blue check by his name. I'm like... This a wrestler came across this, and he loved it. He wrote, so. that looks awesome. Yeah. Dude, thank you, like Drew that Gulak. Guy. That's cool. Hey, Preston, it's true. I uh, commented on your pizza thing. <laughs> Did we have him in studio or something? No. Well, he's got Philly uh, in his oh. uh, in his bio, so he must uh. be from the area. Okay. Uh, it says, technical Terminator testing tried and true training tactics <laughs> to tether tepid torso twisters oh. on Monday Night Raw and on the USA Network. And he writes, Philly, PA. So thank you, Drew. That's cool. I'll make one for you, man. If you come to town, come by the studio sometime. We start letting people man, back in the studio. Good. You are really good. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go to my place? Oh, jeez. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, I will definitely be doing that again. Another thing that I want to do this summer for sure. Damn it, I forgot the name of the account on YouTube. But I showed it to Casey since oh, I'm, yeah. I'm down in his neighborhood in the shore. Uh, Casey and I talk about this uh, from time to time. In the movie Back to School, yes. there's a moment when Thornton Mellon is, it's near the beginning. He makes his own sandwich at his home, and it's this monstrosity. It's huge. It's got deviled eggs and wontons and all this stuff in it. <laughs> like, a, like a classic Dagwood, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he scoops out the bread and everything. Yeah. And I told Casey, there's an account, there's, there's this uh, um, uh, YouTube account that does all recipes of food from movies. Oh, that's cool. And, oh, yes, yes. And, and that's one of them. And it's the full recipe on how to hand make everything from scratch. I'm like, we're going to make it this yeah. summer. We are making that sandwich. Yeah. So that's another one of the things I'm going to get to. The deviled eggs I'm kind of out on. I've never had a deviled egg that I love. What? I don't. I don't hate them. I just never had one where I was like, wow, this a, is amazing. Oh, I love Big them. But fan. there are other things that he throws in this sandwich that... Uh, yeah, I'm all in. Meatballs. Meatballs. Yeah. It looked like olives maybe were now, in there. I, 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 well, I side be... with you on the deviled egg, but the every, everything else looks pretty damn good. You you will be in on the deviled eggs. Okay. Because so, we're going to make it verbatim. Do you make a good deviled egg? I make a great deviled egg. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Some people put stuff that makes it a little too sweet in there, I think, mm. and kind of turns me off. So, uh, But you need to make them just right. So we'll do it okay. this summer. Hey, and here's a, here's a food-related thing I wanted to throw out. To you guys, is a stupid thing. All right. We get no response on it. We get no response on it whatsoever. But I'm just curious. So my daughter and I share this thing in common, and we didn't even realize it until one day we were both doing this, um, that we eat cake with a spoon. Uh, yeah, I'll do that from time to time. I don't exclusively do that, but I get it, and I understand I know, reasoning I know behind when it, it makes sense. Ice cream cake. When ice cream's involved. No, no, just ice cream is involved. Right. So if you're going to have cake with ice cream, right. it makes more sense to have the spoon so you can put mm-hmm. the two of them on the same device at the same time. What if the spoon is made out of pizza dough? Oh. What if the spoon is made out of cake. pretzel oh. or cake? <laughs> um, so I think the reason, I think I maybe first discovered it while eating ice cream and cake together, but now, even if there's no ice cream involved, huh. I use a spoon. And the reason being... Is because cakes are so crumbly. 
Right. And they are so crumbly. You lose a lot of that when you're going to the, with the fork. If you use the, the spoon, right. you're, you're getting all that goodness. So uh, Caroline has <laughs> deemed this uh, that if you don't use a spoon, then there's something wrong with you. Wow. Oh, wow. That's wow. a bold statement. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, so clearly she's very passionate about the only way to eat cake, and that is with a spoon. <laughs> and I was curious if anybody eats uses a utensil that you normally don't use to eat something and people kind of look at you weird or you you're proud because you do that uh dildo to eat ice cream mm. oh, that's yeah, not yeah, a utensil yeah. oh right <laughs> that, yeah. but that's that uh, is, thank you for sharing okay. that's <laughs> interesting all right i, I uh, i'm gonna have to I, rescind that then well so uh tres leches have you ever had a tres leches cake or trace leches I've, i love tres leches yes i uh, you have to eat that with a spoon there's a lot of liquid involved mm-hmm. in that so yeah yep. oh tres leches is godlike it's I mean, trace yeah <laughs> Mm. It's not dose. <laughs> no, no, dose no, 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 no. trace. Not even. Uno. And then, of course, Uno. the worst, no. the pariah of the leches family, Uno leches. <laughs> Do Uno. they have a quattro leches? They have to. Quattro yeah, that's leches. too much. Too much leches. Yeah, yeah. For, too much leches. For milks. For milks. For milks. leches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there is one. There is. There's a quattro leches. Yeah. What about a cinco? Well, all right. Oh yeah. Cinco leches. Seis leches. Yep. Okay. Siete leches. <laughs> you got Ocho it. leches sounds really cool, yeah. by the way. Ocho leches. Ocho leches. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> oh, some fine leches you got there. How high up do you go? I don't... How high do you want, gringo? <laughs> That's not even hey, a number. It's not even, first off, it's not even a number, and you've got to say it in Spanish. I don't think it goes above siete. Siete leches. I checked ocho. There is a research facility. Um, there is a research facility working on uh, that right now. To exceed, it's, on it's ocho? Like, yeah. All right. Do me a favor, Casey. Play the, the good, bad, and the ugly thing again. Okay. If you would, please. Hang on. Is that a guy just going, wow, wow? <laughs> I I don't I think it, it is sounds like because it. it's I always thought it was an instrument until just now. To be honest, I always thought it was somebody uh, because it, I think I think it's supposed to sound like a harmonica. Can you do it with the reverb, Steve? See if you can replicate that. Oh well, my! I don't voice, know if your voice will do yeah, it. Yeah, today it's a little shot. I can, I can get over there and try it. Here, try it. Just for 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 reference, I'll uh, play. Just hold the bottom up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you done did it. Yeah, yeah, I think that works. Yeah, okay. I I always thought it was an instrument, but until we played it just then. What instrument? We need you to go wah wah wah. (laughs) In what key? Into the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, You're not going to get your trace leches if you don't. I'm going to go to some calls here uh, for their utensil uh, uniqueness. I'm going to go to uh, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Good morning. Good morning, it. Hey, what's up, Nicole? Good morning, it to you. So you guys were talking about, oh, yeah, sure. Spoon is good for cake if there's ice cream involved. But that didn't make any sense to me because, like, if you got ice cream involved, it's kind of like the dressing on the side of the salad. So you dip the fork into the, like, 
dressing the, or the ice cream, it, depending on, you know, which thing you're eating. And then you dip that into the other thing. So you got the fork, you dip it in the ice cream, and then you eat the cake. So it gets distributed much more nicely instead of trying to scoop pieces of cake with a spoon, which I'm sorry, does not make sense to me. Wow. So you, but what, what, but yeah. an ice cream cake does not give you the option. It's not separated from the cake. No, no, no. Yeah, sure, sure. That's a different question. That's a different question. <laughs> Right, yeah. you can have a la mode, oh, uh, yeah. and then, then 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 your theory of fork uh, ingestion is is possible. Listen, her theory it may work, but it doesn't work as well than doing I, it with a spoon. Nicole, right. I think you're missing a lot of morsels here. Yeah. I think you're losing morsels, uh, yeah. and we need more morsels in our life. What's your favorite number, Lages? My my favorite number of leches, I think Ocho Leches really. Ocho Leches. Oh, wow. yeah, Too many correct. leches. My yeah. name is Ocho Leches. <laughs> <laughs> Today. Uh, I'm going to go to Paul. Good morning, Paul. Good welcome. Good welcome, Paul. <laughs> What's up, man? Uh, I have to use a spoon for everything that's not the main dish. So if you're using steak or chicken, I can use a fork and knife, but I need a spoon for the sides if it's rice or corn or mashed potatoes. No matter what, I have to use a spoon for everything. So if we're at a restaurant and they don't give you a, a spoon, I'll be like, because uh, I have a spoon, and my wife was like, would you just use a fork already? So you'll like, you'll use a spoon oh. for, for peas? It sounds a little yeah. OCD-ish to me. It is. We're at home. I'll be like, I'll tell my daughter, can you go give me a spoon? And my, yeah. my wife would be just like, would you just use a <laughs> I can't. I have to use a spoon. It's like you're saying, Steve, like you're missing everything. If you don't use a spoon, All right. you're missing everything. I you know. Use a spoon. It's, <laughs> some people are, are very uh, very pedantic when it comes to this. Uh, uh, yeah. Yep. All right. I, I'm with you, Paul. I'm on board with the spoon thing. Absolutely. Have a a great day. So long. All right. See you later. Um, Are there some people that will eat peas with a knife? Have you ever seen that before? They use uh, What's that all about? Well, sometimes they'll put honey on the knife, and um, it makes it sticky. I've seen this happen. A butter knife you're talking about? Yeah, a butter knife. They'll they'll coat the butter knife with honey, honey, and then, um, (laughs) not honey. Yeah. They don't kind of. What is on this? (laughs) What did you say? I said honey by accident. Uh, but it meant honey. <laughs> Heiny's a funny word. It is a funny word. It's not. Yeah. We would all be taken down by Heiny. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I've seen that. Nick, I actually use a steak knife when I open up a hers, when it, the big jug. Yeah. I will poke out my cheese balls. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Do you ever because, use toothpicks for your cheese balls? No, because they're not long enough <laughs> after a while. You uh, need skewers. Yeah, right. you got to get to the bottom. A skewer, but yeah. I mean, the, the knife really works quite well. All right. Oh, that's funny. Wow. And okay. it, it stops the uh, the cheese doodle dust or the, uh, you know, cheese bowl dust on your hands. Right. I got a question about, uh, I, it, you know, it's it has to do with ice cream. Uh, the strawberry shortcake uh, novelty ice cream bar. Yes. Is there a place where I could just get those cookie crumbles that surround the ice <laughs> cream bar? I need to have that um, and only that in my life. A missing That's- part of this? Okay, so you ever had a strawberry shortcake novelty? It's, it's an ice cream. Oh, yes, okay. The, okay the cr- so, he's talking about the crumbles that coat it. Yeah, on yeah. the outside, there's right. there's this crumbly stuff. Um, that is a good question. And, Casey, we went and got Froyo this weekend. I forgot what the name of the place is. What's what's a Froyo place? Uh, uh, Men- Menchies? Did you I go to Menchies? Menchies? No, you not Menzies. Not Menzies. <laughs> it's a place by uh, the, the Collegeville shop. Any, anyway. 
Uh, they might have had a little dispenser for that. Okay. I'm not sure, but I don't know what you'd call that. I don't know if that's cake crumbles or cookie crumbles. Or... Usually if you go to a place that allows you to like sort of buffet style put your stuff together. Yeah. Like there used to be a place. Oh, you have it? Oh, my God. No. Oh, okay. But... I, for- I forgot about this. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't say the name of this place because I'm standing in line. So here's the deal. Oh. Okay. It's, it's I saw somebody do something. Oh, jeez. So yeah. when you walk in, they still have, you know, uh, distancing and face yeah. masks and all this stuff. And they also have uh, little plastic gloves that you can put on mm-hmm. uh, one group at a time to go over to where the self-serve machines are. So we put our plastic gloves on. There was a, um, a couple that was ahead of us, and they had their grandkids with them, older man, older woman. And we, we so they, they're, they're moving kind of slow. We get over, we, we get our... Um, uh, Froyo, and then you move over to like the fixins area. Stuff. Right, right. And so we go over to the fixins area, and the older guy was just standing there, oh, and he was waiting, and and he he was waiting for them to bring back more whipped cream. Which, by the way, he had this colossal. <laughs> he was way overweight, and he had this huge like voluminous. I don't know how he's going to be. Gonna be very good. Steve, I swear. I'm not going to like this. I anyway. swear to God, this is what this guy did. We're looking oh. at him, and while he's waiting for the. Uh, uh, the person to bring over the whipped cream, he pulls his mask down. No. And he starts licking his gloved hand. <laughs> he starts licking the fingers on his gloved hand, and then he reaches out. Casey, you may want to have the black mask clip ready I, I to go. I'm getting it. He reaches out, and he, he takes the container of whipped cream from the girl who got it, and then he sprays a, you know, a gigantic glob on the top of it. And I'm like... No. I'm I'm turning to Rochelle. I'm like, did I, did yeah. I just see this guy do this? And we looked to the couple that was in, next in line, yeah. and they looked aghast as well. He just licked his fingers, <laughs> oh, his gloved hand. Did he? Does he not understand the concept of why you're wearing that glove in the first place? For 15 straight minutes, I've been watching you putting your big fat f- fingers into your disgusting oh. mouth which is filled with god knows what kind of bacteria and then you take the same big fat filthy fingers and you stuff them back into the bowl that is there for public consumption what the f- are you thinking john uh, I, I i i wasn't I, thinking i couldn't believe it yeah i, I like i well you do realize it the mask the distance the we're not the supposed to be thing. licking things. Preston, I don't even care. Out in just in, just general, in general, forget pandemic, oh. forget whatever that. To me, in yeah. general, but I mean, but you see it all the goddamn time. Oh, I would have had to. I wouldn't have been able to use it. Like you, got, I'm I'm way over the top. I would. I would probably would have left. No, I wouldn't have said anything. Okay. I, I don't think I would have said anything. I probably would have just been like, you know what? I can't eat here. Like, I no, go this, else is, now. this is now proven a yeah. liability. Yeah. I mean, oh. it just reminds me of the time where we uh, we witnessed a guy take his heroin, oh God. Oh heroin God. cooking spoon out of his pocket and used it uh, to scoop up buffet. the lunch meat at the buffet. And, I was like, like, take a bite. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I'm like, you pulled uh, that spoon out of your pocket. I... I couldn't bring it to myself to say something because it just, you know, <laughs> I probably should have said something to the girl behind the counter and said, why don't you go clean that off? That's what I should have done. But yeah. I was so, I was so dumbfounded. I, I was like speechless. You're an adult. Uh, you're <laughs> you're, a, you're a senior citizen. <laughs> you're a grown up. <laughs> he didn't wow. care. You know, yeah. he reached the point where he just yeah. doesn't care. Maybe. Well, maybe that's it. He figures he's checking out. I no... Th- well, no, I think he, he probably got 
I want to yell on his hand or something like oh. that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and his natural inclination, like he wouldn't, you know, was to, to be to lick it off. But I was just, I couldn't believe that. Yeah. Uh, it was one of those, did I just see that moment? <laughs> I just see that. She just snuck up behind him and gently kissed the back of his head. <laughs> 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 you know, I want to hate you so bad, uh, but you're so adorable. So oh, cute. my God. You're just adorable. Cute guy. <laughs> Um, all right, Casey, to the yes. strawberry shortcake thing. Kyle's got something on here. Uh, hey, uh, Kyle, good morning. Today is purple shirt day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What was that? For? I remember. Uh, um, so the way that you make the, the strawberry shortcake crumbles, you literally make a strawberry shortcake, just the cake part. Yeah. Let it go stale crumble it through like a colander and then toast it in a cast iron skillet with a little bit of butter and sprinkle it with sugar when you're done. Sounds like a lot of work. Can I just buy that from you? (laughs) What do you want? Yeah, he'll buy it. He'll sell it. Commission him. I'll give you 10 bucks. How much for a metric ton? Uh, All right. Thanks for the heads up, Kyle. We appreciate it. All right, so you can make you can make your own. Okay, but what you do is you you make plenty of it, and then you then you set it in a container, and you're good to go. I'm just gonna go find somebody who makes it and buy it from them. No, because I'll ruin it. I will ruin it. I will spend all that time (laughs) making it. (laughs) I'm a little weary. All right. Uh, By the way, the uh, the YouTube channel, I, got, I saw a text that came up where the guy makes the movie foods. It's called Binging with Babish. All right. Yeah. If you want to take a look at that. Read this information uh, up on the screen as well. All right. Uh, oh, uh, the uh, the music from uh, Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, more Kenny Kenny Omar Khan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, detailed. How he created the legendary wah-wah sound in the main theme uh, to the Sergio Leone masterpiece. He said, I thought that I might come close to this effect by overlaying two hoarse male voices, one singing A, the other singing E, somewhere in between uh, sfrazzato and falsetto. So why couldn't he use female horses? And I went <laughs> to the recording room, talked about it with the, the singers. We recorded the voices and added a light reverb, and the effect worked. Uh, then I continued this insipid by emulating vocal sounds through the Wawa effect, which trumpets and trombones obtained by moving a damper back and forth, an effect typical of brass bands in the 20s and 30s. So it's somebody doing that. It's voices. It's Whoa. not a, It's not an instrument, yeah. That's One amazing. more time. Hit it, Case. Okay. You wouldn't mind so we can hear that. <laughs> All right, but it's an iconic the, sound. I guess a, that's a an horse. instrument, right? That's a horse. That's a horse. <laughs> he loved composing with horses. <laughs> that's some sort of flute. Yeah. Like, uh, like a recorder. Yeah, or a horsetina, as they refer to it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, whatever. I think you can hear him coming into the studio. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Casey, real quick. <laughs> yes. Somebody, Mary Jo uh-huh. makes the, the crumbles. Oh, good. She makes cool. the crumbles. Cool. Hi, uh, Mary Jo, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Mary Jo? Hi, I, Casey. I bake on the side, and I make a strawberry shortcake cake, and I make the crumbles. Oh, cool. How much can I buy them from you for? <laughs> um, Says Yoda. <laughs> I will um, check me out on Candelosi's Confections on Facebook, and I can email you the recipe or some prices. I'm driving right now. Okay, you wouldn't what you wouldn't consider going home right now and making supper <laughs> and driving them over. I would love to. 
love to go home and bake. That's my real job. All right. No, we understand. What was your Facebook again? It's Candelosi's Confections on Facebook. Can't quite make it out. Could you repeat it slowly? Candelosi's Confections. Candelosi. Oh. And email Casey, too, okay? Yes. Yes. I love to bake, and... um, I love it. It's a hobby, and I'd love to bake you a cake and make you extra All right, email CaseyBoy at WMMR.com uh, your okay. link. Okay, Mary Jo? I will. Have a great day, everybody. All right, take care. You too. All right, so there you go. I think we covered everything. We, we done did it. All of it. All right, yes. anyhow, uh, we should take a break because when we come back, we're going to talk uh, to Colin Bundy, Bundy from uh, Foxtrot and the Get Down. They're playing the MMR. Because, yes, they are. And they're doing something in conjunction with uh, Barstool Sports too. Uh, create a rock star, essentially. Yeah, they're, they're, like as you say, create building a rock star, and this rock star is going to perform live. Yeah, the cul- the culmination will be at the MMRBQ. Yeah, and they wanted it to be at a sold out show at a big big venue, and that's exactly what it is. So we're going to find out the details on that, and you can when you're heading to the event, you'll know what's going on when you head to the MMRBQ. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back with those guys and more. Stay with us. We also have concert announcements on the way. Teachers rock, and WMMR thinks they deserve special recognition. That's why Preston and Steve are looking for the coolest teacher at your school. No quizzes, smart boards, or TI-83s. Just listen at 615 when they'll announce a random area high school. Students from that school will have 24 hours to vote for the coolest teacher at PrestonandSteve.com. So listen for the day's featured high school and Preston and Steve's coolest teacher. Weekdays at 615. Sponsored by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Class dismissed. Uh, the MMRBQ is coming up, uh, and it'll be September 25th, BB&T Pavilion in Camden, New Jersey. Tickets are available now, Ticketmaster.com, all that stuff. You can go to WMMR.com to get the details. Now, uh, even if it's a band that you've never heard of that you're going to go see at the MMRBQ, um, they've made the rounds. They've they've earned their keep. These bands that are, that are up and coming even... Uh, have been seasoned. They have learned what to do in the clubs. They've, they've got cred. They have practiced craft. And while everyone on stage will be of that particular type of person, there's one that's going to be thrown to the wolves <laughs> of the greater Philadelphia area because it'll be his first time on stage performing with a band. There is a campaign uh, that is taking place to train and prepare someone for one show to become a rock star, and to be put right out there in front of it all, in front of this huge crowd. So there are three people that I'm going to welcome. We're going to explain exactly what it's all about. It's called Let's Make a Rock Star. First, we want to welcome, from AWOL Nation, Kenny Carkeen is with us this morning. Kenny, good morning to you. I don't hear squat. Let's try this again. Kenny, are you there? I'm here. Also joining us from a band who will be on stage at the MMRBQ, Fox Trot and the Get Down. Please welcome Colin Bundy. Hey, hey. hey, what's up, boys? Hey, Colin. Good to have you on. And then finally, the dude. <laughs> from Barstool Sports, please welcome White Sox Dave. Dave Williams. Yeah. All right. How's it going, everybody? Great, man. How you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing. You guys uh, 
are killing Kenny and I over here with this early wake up call. But I guess, is that part of being a rock star, waking up early or sleeping? It is, it is now dude. when you're yeah. pre- when you're doing press for the show, bud. <laughs> you're gonna learn now. All right, no, so we love it. We love it. Thanks for having us. No, no problem. Here's the story. Okay, I, I want to begin with whose ever idea this was. Whose idea was this? I feel like this was part my idea and part Dave's idea because yeah, it was a little bit of both. So. So you guys are familiar with the the documentary Making a Murderer? Yep, sure. Uh, we had one at Barstool Sports called Making a Gambler, where there was one of my coworkers. He wasn't really into gambling, like sports gambling, and we like taught him all the phrases, all the like how you get angry when you lose a bet, how you celebrate winning a bet, and it was kind of a playoff of Making a Murderer. That I'm like, well, I want Colin to teach me how to play guitar, which it which I drunkenly texted him one night. Hey, can you like give me guitar lessons over Zoom during quarantine? Mm-hmm. And then the idea kind of just like kind of snowballed a little bit from there. Okay. Yeah, it was literally Dave got hammered and texted me. This is from my perspective. Dave got hammered and texted me and said, "Hey, I'm drunk. Will you teach me to play the guitar?" <laughs> and, and so, and I was so, like, so, 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 how much lead up time when this uh, sort of COVID class was going on? This guitar class. How much? How much was he taught? How much time has he spent strumming at the guitar? I mean, when when we first started, Dave was he could play one song. He can do uh, "Big Me" by the Foo Fighters. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, we we actually the first person we interviewed for the podcast was Chris Shiflett. So that was the first thing that we got to tell him from the Foo Fighters was that Dave could play one song. All right, all right. Uh, so, so, so to get a little background, how long has the podcast been going? In? It's called uh, "On the Guest List." Yeah. So the, the six months, Dave. You say six months at this point? Uh, well the. You and I, we've done almost 20, it's 19 episodes total, right? Yeah. So once a week, so yeah, five months or so. So therefore, this idea came first and then the podcast second, right? Or no? It was all all in conjunction, all at one time. A beautiful symphony. Yes. Yes, a beautiful symphony. We're lucky enough that uh, Dave jumped on board with this idea and then we had to bring in a real rock star, so that's how we got Kenny involved. Yeah, how'd you get sucked into this, Kenny? Mm -hmm. You know, I was originally an interviewee, and we just ended up having so much fun. We decided to do it every single week together. All right, fair enough. That's exactly how it went too. It was because uh, Colin and, and and Kenny had had worked together in like writing songs and, and making music together. Uh, it was at the start of quarantine. You guys originally linked up, right? It was like or right like before right beforehand, right before quarantine started. And as soon as we got done interviewing him, I was I texted Colin like, "Yo, co-host, like." This guy rocks. He's hilarious. He's funny. He's engaging. <laughs> Thanks, he's an Dave. idiot. He's an idiot. 100% he's an idiot. That's all you need. All right. So I, uh, I have a little story. There was years and years ago. It was at uh, when we were at a different radio station, and, and uh, we had a festival show, and this guy gave me his demo tape. I listened to it, and I, I thought they were going for something kind of avant-garde. Yeah. And no, it was just horrible. <laughs> it was terrible music. This band was absolutely horrible. And I played it on the air, and I had some band members saying, Hey, I can help these guys. I will. I will come in and I will train these guys. We'll have them play a show, and and you'll you'll notice a miraculous difference in their abilities once I get their hands on them. So we we set these guys up together. They went. They trained them. I went to the show. They were still terrible. <laughs> <laughs> how 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 far? Who's the band? How far, I, they're not around anymore. They, they, yeah, they were called Seven Cent Short. 
You still have that? I have the CD right here. Seven like, skills short. Casey still has it. I yeah. mean, I'm like... How did you have that, that on was, you at this very moment? That was like 18 years ago. They're now it, the house band at Guantanamo. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think. <laughs> which which I've played, by the way, Guantanamo Bay. So. <laughs> oh, wow. This wow. Was, True uh, story. This was recorded. This, uh, yeah. this album, it says, was recorded in three hours on May 9th, 2003. Is that a burnt okay. CD? Yeah. It's yes. a burnt oh, CD. Yeah. Do you want to hear why something? Why you had that? That's for another... St- it's another time. All right. All right. So anyway, anyway, so uh, and this started uh, the, the lesson started extri- uh, ex- exclusively over Zoom. Colin, did you guys you began teaching Dave guitar? Me and Dave have never met in person. Yeah. Wow. OK. Wow. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's very interesting. So right. how have you seen the progress right. so far from from that first time and being able to get through Big Me? How about now? I've started to notice that I can say things to Dave and he actually knows what I'm talking about. I okay. can say, play a G chord, play a D chord, play a C chord, and he can actually move his fingers to match the ideas. Okay, mm-hmm. good. So essentially, you guys at this point are on a McCartney-Lennon level, correct? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. Uh, 100%. So, yeah. It might not be at that level, but it's definitely close. Right, yeah. right. right. But yeah, we'll be me, real here. <laughs> so to take the stage, are we going to get one song? Or are we going to get how, how much participation will occur? On the target date during the MM barbecue, you, you guys were you guys were uh, well when we were off air, we were talking about how Colin's never seen the movie The Goonies. Right, you guys right. have all seen Back to the Future, I'm sure. Right, right. Mm-hmm. yes. I want to be on the plate or on the stage playing Johnny Be Good and just rocking out. All the right, hardest guitar like, song possible. Yeah. On Earth. Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> all right, so Dave, have you now? Listen, knowing the chords and all that. That's fine. You can sit down and you can play a song and so on, but you have to have presence. Have you been working on that? Oh, that 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 comes naturally to me. I'm a I'm a born bred entertainer. Okay. So are you are you do you fall somewhere between um let me see uh David Lee Roth and Tori Amos? I was just going to say David Lee Roth. <laughs> oh, David singers. <laughs> You weren't going to say Tori Amos? He wasn't going to say Tori Amos. (laughs) We need to have Dave in full leopard print onesie when he gets on stage. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, the whole damn thing. Okay. Now, with that, Dave, the natural-born entertainer that you are, and and you've got all these moves and everything, have you actually shown anyone yet these moves that you've done and gotten any feedback? Oh, my God. I'm waiting to unleash the beast. (laughs) Are you you using a mirror to at least look and see what you uh, appear to look like to you? Not at all. All right. May I suggest something? Because the concert's at the end of September. One thing about me, like, for better or for worse, is I just like to wing things. Mm. Like, the more scientific, like, patterns or or organization I have, the worse that I am. I just need to be told to do something and run with it. So if someone and that's at, that's what's worked best for me at Barstool, like unscripted, just off the cuff. All right. So I guess that's what I'd I'd run with here. All right. Well, let me ask you. So if you, are, the stage presence is a big thing, if you can win the crowd over, that's good. They do sell wallpaper that's actually a concert audience looking back at you. Right. So you may want to try that when you practice at home. It might up your game. There you go. I might have to do that. Right. I got nothing but white walls around me. I don't. I don't hang paintings or anything. So yeah, it's a different animal when you and you guys, Colin and and uh, Kenny. You can you can uh, you know confirm that that when when you've got that group, depending yeah. on the, each venue is a little bit different. It's it's a different perspective up there. A hundred percent. Every city's different. Every venue's different. But you're always aiming for that good time. And, so yeah, I and think also, it's, I'm sorry to interrupt. Being able to hear, it's yes, totally different it up on stage. Throws you well. off big time. Yeah.
And I think it's a great idea to try this out for the first time with such a supportive city like <laughs> Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. no, that can't go wrong whatsoever. No. There's never a bad situation. Well, I mean, if I, I figure if I'm not getting, like, batteries or, or full beers or something getting thrown at me in Philadelphia, then I did it wrong. Listen, some of the best. I, I feel like that, you, you wear that like a badge of honor in Philadelphia. Right, right. Well, <laughs> listen. I gets it. Well, how about, so one song you say? Is, is, is one song we're going to get, or just a multiple? That's it. That's all I want to do right. is one song, right. and then I can. Oh, I thought you were doing a full ninety-minute performance. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm what gonna... I thought. Now, will I... it be will it be a cover song, or will it be a, a tune from Foxtrot and the Get Down? Are you going to let a- him ask Colin what he thinks about cover music? Well, I don't. I thought maybe a one-man rendition of Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> might be the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know, Dave. I, so for us, we're going to get help from some some famous friends. I'm actually going to New York today to work with Mark Roberts from the band OAR. We're working in his studio, and uh, we're going to kind of get a checklist of, like, what we need to work on with Dave. So I feel like we need to run through a few gauntlets before I figure out whether or not I'm going to throw him into Johnny Be Good or just have him stand in the back and play one of our songs. Well, it's June, just the beginning of June. It's the end of September. You have some yeah. time, but not all the time. So, you know, it, it's uh, we're getting down. I'm not going to say it's do or die time, but it's certainly it's time for for stress. So, uh, yeah, oh. so, so keep at it. I know everyone is going to be very much anticipating what could be the emergence of a new rock superstar. The intro is <laughs> going to be better than the show. It's going to be awesome. You, go. <laughs> you got have you got a lengthy one set up for him or uh, an intro? Yeah, it's like a whole movie quote thing, and the lights go down, and then there's a bunch of dancers that come out. They're in costume. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Kenny, right. will you run pyro? Of course I'll run pyro. It's like Dave does. I don't like to like learn things. I like to wing it, so I'll wing pyro that day. Does a cigarette lighter uh, count as pyro? It can't go. You said what can go wrong? It'll be like five M80s tied together, sure. and Kenny's going to be like, oh, this is great, dude. Wow. All right. Well, we'll we'll keep people updated on uh, the fact that this is going to be taking place so they'll have an idea of what's happening uh, when you guys get out up on stage. Um, what's uh, what's going on with the uh, the podcast? You got any episodes you guys want to plug or any, any special guests coming up soon? We've been lucky enough that since Kenny started taking this seriously, he opened his Rolodex of famous friends. So we've been having a lot of great guests on. Uh, what was last week we had... Uh, Dreamers, who are a great band from L.A. We had Fits in the Tantrums the week before. I am. They're great. Uh, we, I mean, we've had, like I said, Mark Robert from OAR, Dirty Coma. Heads. Matthew Coma is this yep. week. Great guy. We have, uh, we've had Chris Jack. from the Foo Fighters. Jack from All Time Lows coming up. Uh, we've been super fortunate with the people that we've been able to be in contact with. But, I mean, now that Corey this is Wong. Corey Wong, great guy, great guitar player from Wolfpack. Uh, the the podcast is fun. We've had twenty. This is this week is twenty episodes. Every Tuesday it drops, and uh, it's a it's a good mix of three different perspectives on the music industry. Dave knows nothing. I kind of know something, and Kenny's been through the ringer. So. Well, that's good. It's like the the dynamic is hilarious because at Barstool, everybody. So we do this. Long story short, we do this trivia show that turned into like a wildly popular vertical at Barstool of ours, and. It's like sports topics, uh, geography, history, and then music. And on my team, everybody always leaned on me for music. Like, and but so I always I'm like, all right, I guess I kind of do know a lot about like the history of music, like different bands, uh, how music's evolved, et cetera, et cetera. And then like I get on with these two, and they're just like, I just it's it's such my mind just can't compute like anything they're talking about half the time. So I just spit in all the dumb meathead. 
doesn't know what he's talking about questions while these two are like professors in music. Well, that's so a good it's, balance. It's, like, it's got all three perspectives. Yeah. Like you said. That, that, that works. You have all the, somebody can find someone to ask their question. You, you, you each serve a purpose. But I love the whole idea of inside the, um, the music industry, behind the scenes, and so on and so forth, and what you can all bring to it. So, And, again, a new chapter in the history of music will be written. At the MMRBQ. Absolutely. When rock as we know it is redefined. <laughs> redefined. That's, that's, what I, that's what I'm aiming to do. Is yes, to guys, keep music. nudging that bar higher yes. and higher yeah. and higher. Seriously. Make those expectations Well, way you up either there. do one thing. You, you, it, be, it becomes the expectation so outpaces the reality. Or what happens is it becomes that avant-garde performance where everyone's going... <laughs> I don't want to act like I don't get this. So I'm um, right, right, right. It's thing like I've a Kanye seen. record. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's basically yeah, yeah, Kanye yeah. West. It's the, it's you don't the, understand it if you don't like it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, by the way, real quick, uh, just to catch up, obviously we know Colin uh, Fox trying to get down uh, playing the MMRVQ. That's been in the works for a long time now. Um, are gigs coming back online? You guys uh, getting out and moving yet? Man, it's really a thing. We talk about this all the time. Uh, I... I'm just letting it come to me because every band is trying to go back on the road at the yep. exact same time. Yep. What, whatever comes our way, we're going to take. But for right now, we're going to focus on Dave's preparation and seeing what we can do for Dave and building the podcast and everything. And then when it's time to really go hard back on the road to get back on the road. Yeah, right? I think any any musician worth their salt would throw all of their efforts into Dave. How about uh, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's I'm, definitely the moonshot. Any, yeah, it's a test. I'm sure they ask in Rock and Roll Academy, would you back this guy or go out and tour and support your own band? And they'll say, go with this guy. Uh, <laughs> the future Rock and Roll Hall of Famer over here. I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean, he's so calm right now, but as we all know as performers, I can't wait for him to absolutely mess his pants when he gets up on stage. Oh, it's, I, I'm honestly, I never really thought of because I would say I, I'm a decent like public speaker or performer in general, and yeah. but not like, as as we're talking, like this conversation made my my hands a little sweaty. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, you you it wasn't until tomorrow. right now. Yeah, Dave, you you will see those faces looking at you. You can read their lips. You will. Yeah, you, yeah, you'll you'll get a drunk good taste music of it. festival going, just ready to rage. You got it's going to be the good time, Dave. Yeah, yeah good time. And don't worry about it. People haven't been to concerts in over a year, so uh, there's no anticipation <laughs> there's level. No anticipation good point. There's whatsoever. no extra level of <laughs> yes. Be the first band they see in a year, and Dave's going to come out. <laughs> These people Who's are like, I'll listen idiot. to anything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, it sounds like fun. Let's make rock stars what yes. it is. These guys are the he- the hosts of On the Guest List podcast. So if you haven't heard it yet, make sure you give it a sample. And we'll, we'll remind you that this is going on uh, with Dave and company for the uh, MMR. And by the way, Colin, we're super excited to see you guys perform. I know that uh, Jackson, you guys are one of his favorite bands and he loves you guys. And there's a reason why you guys are you know part of the bill. So mm. I'm really, really excited and anticipating watching Foxtrot. Listen, we can't wait, and MMR has been such an important... I'm f- from the Northeast. Like, I grew up listening to Preston and Steve when I got driven to high school, so like, this <laughs> is a big deal for me. Yeah. Uh, but we love MMR. MMR has always been so supportive of us, and uh, for our first big thing to be back, to be the MMRBQ, like, we're really appreciative. That's so we great. Can't... We're, we're right. thrilled. We'll see you guys in September. Kenny, Colin, Dave, thank you guys. Good luck with everything. All right? So, so, MMRBQ coming up September 25th, and that is The Great Experiment. That will be taking place for yeah. this event. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Wow, man. All right. Uh, hey, I wanted to bring this up before we let this go. Uh, at the Phil's game yesterday, 
Um, I forgot. I, I didn't catch at what point in the game it took place. Uh, but the backstop netting fell down. Yeah. Uh, and landed on some people, didn't it? Uh, well, not no, not really. I mean, it, like it, it kind of fell on one of the cameramen. I, I saw nobody got hurt, so that was the good news. It was in the top of the eighth. Um, it was already a long game to begin with. The Phillies and the Sixers started around the same time, and I think the Phillies game ended an hour and a half, two hours after the Sixers game ended. Um, so it, fortunately, nobody got hurt. But it, it, it was—I've never—I've been watching baseball my whole life. I've never seen anything like this before. Did did uh, uh, did a foul ball hit something? No, or it, just, it just fell. There was some stanchion or some rope or whatever that snapped, and so the grounds crew had to come out. They were on the field for a stretch trying to raise it, and then they actually went up into the stands. And then we're able to secure it from up there. But here, here's an interesting wrinkle. They were at one point when they were trying to figure out what to do, because obviously it's there to protect the fans. Yeah. They were suggesting that everybody that was sitting behind home plate, they were going to put them on the third level. <laughs> so they were going to take everybody that was down there and say either we'd like you to move or we'd like you to go home or we'll uh, put you in better seats up high because the, that is there for... You know, for the very reason of protecting the fans. I wish you would have given him another option. Or you can sit right there and take your chances. Yeah. Just don't yeah. hold us liable for it. Sign this form. Sign or, this form and we'll continue the game. You get to go sit in the dugout. That'd um, be cool. Uh, I, 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 when, when I saw the tease for the yeah, story yeah, this yeah. morning, Steve, I saw the tease and it said, you know, unfortunate incident happened at uh, a Phillies game. And I was like, oh, oh my no. God. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, no. Who way. got puked on? What yeah. now? Yeah. And then I was delighted to see that it was simply the netting falling down. The uh, A foul ball tip back. Like, you know, you, you know how fast those can go if it, yes. if it clips off the bat. Yep. If you're sitting back there and there's no netting. Yeah. To me, that that's the place where I think I'd be the most afraid. Oh, well, God, yes. Even yeah. when there is netting, uh, if you're sitting back there, Steve, you see people flinch, and I would do the same yeah. every single time. If a foul ball is, is shot right back and yeah. it, it, it ends up on you know hitting the net, the person sitting behind that net, of course, it's just natural instinct. They completely flinch and move their head out of the way. So, yeah, this was a weird thing. And then earlier in the game, uh, the Nats pitcher got a uh, uh, hit by a pitch and broke his nose. The umpire had to leave. I mean, it was just it was a really odd game. Uh, I'm surprised, actually, you know, you mentioned uh, the netting, that it took hockey so long to eventually yeah. uh, do that well, as well. Unfortunately, there there were some bad incidents yeah. over the years. You know, people got hurt and killed, and there was a little girl, I think, at a Columbus um, Blue Jackets game that, that died a few years ago. So they're all there to protect the fans, and that's the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, Does it extend now all the way down? Uh, up and down the uh, the first and, and third yeah. base lines, yeah. So it, they extended it much, much further. There's no, as far as I know, uh, and I could be wrong about this, but there's no standard. So yeah. some ballparks have it go oh. longer than others. Okay. And it, it can only do so much. I caught a an Ozzie Smith line drive foul ball down the third base line that even if there were netting up, it would have gone over it. And it was coming in so fast. And it also was curving. And I was in ninth grade. It was the... the no, no, I was in eighth grade. I was in eighth grade, and I had just gotten a cast off. I had broken my hand. And... It was curving, and you're like, "Oh, here comes a foul ball. It's gonna, you know, hit, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, sections down or whatever." Right. And then it's coming in so fast, and then you you don't have much time to react. And I came so close to actually catching it. What I did do is I is I basically knocked it down with my hands, and then I and I ended up getting you it. You let but, it ricochet yeah. off your face. I, I let it ricochet <laughs> off of my my freshly broken hand. You still have that ball? <laughs> no. No, no, I'm an idiot. Like, I, you know, I don't, it was, uh... One of the greatest shortstops ever hit that. Of all time. Yeah. Hey, mister, can you sign my ball? (laughs) No. 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 
Uh, hey, mister. It was the, yeah, it was the spring of 1989, so it was probably around, I don't even know, maybe April. It had been Spring early. of 89. <laughs> so, uh, listen, that, that I always, I, every kid, I... Adults, you bring your mitt to the game just in case. Yeah, yeah. and I you usually, know? I probably uh, I, actually had my glove with me. I yeah. just wasn't wearing it. I n- never, not anywhere in the near same zip code did I ever get a foul ball really? or home yeah. run ball come my a few. way. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I got one from um, from Pedro Martinez one time. I, I caught a home run ball. I caught uh, two foul balls. My dad had season tickets growing up, so we would we got them quite a bit. I, I took Ben to a game a few years ago, and uh, Darren Ruff tossed us a ball in between innings. And then I'm going on Saturday. I'm going to the first game that I've been to in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm taking my dad for his birthday, and we're going to go see the Yankees, and it's a 4 o'clock game. And uh, taking my son as well. All three of us are going to bring our gloves. We're sitting in the home run section. So if we're lucky, we'll get another one. The other cool thing is when I was at the Eagles game in London uh, against the Jags, they when they were tossing T-shirts into the crowd, it was the same exact thing. Like, you see this thing just go flying up. You're like, wow, that's getting, that's going to be really close oh, to boy. me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And it came to <laughs> me and I caught her. it. And, uh, I was right know, next to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I... And too fat for that shirt, you know. That was the other part. You know, Not I caught anymore. it. I, I caught remember. It. I remember. Was, yeah. Yep, I remember you saying that. That's right. Oh my gosh, they're freaking large. Hang on, Marissa. Well, Casey and I were sitting right next to each other, and I was standing there with two beers in my hands, and I thought, oh, there's a T-shirt coming. I'm not even going to try for it. All the people around me are going to try for it. No. It hit me right in the head. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Because I figured everybody around us was just going to start grabbing, and I was like, I'm tiny. By the time one or two people puts their hands out, they'll grab it. No, it hit me smack in the face. And you're not dropping your beers. I no, mean, I did no. not drop a beer. No, and then another time at a Sixers game, they do like an air raid where they uh, drop uh, T-shirts that are connected, Steve, this is so cool, to parachutes. And they just kind of slowly but surely. I loved that. I saw that one time yeah. at a game that I was there. I just heard, the siren starts. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then all these parachutes started falling out of the ceiling. I'm like, so, do they still do that? Yeah. So this was oh. two This was two seasons ago. So. What sucked was, so me and the lady in front of me, I caught the parachute. She caught the shirt. So it's like, what do you do? So I, I punched her, punch her in the face. <laughs> you punched her right I in the face. I punched her in the face. Come on. Like, yeah. You don't need that. I do. My goddamn shirt. Uh, Give me my shirt, you little whore. No, you know what? We split it. Sorry, I sir. <laughs> kept the parachute and she kept the shirt. I was oh, like, my okay. kid will probably enjoy the parachute. Sorry, they I, don't still do the blimp, do they? Mm, I, you know, it's, I don't know. I haven't been to a game in, in a long time. The blimps are for indoor venues, yeah? Yeah. They, they had like a, yeah, exactly. They don't have an outdoor version, do they? I don't think so. I yeah. think the wind would be too much. Right. But they, uh, yeah, they had a, a, a miniature blimp. I yeah, love that fly, thing. Yeah, but it would drop coupons. If I remember correctly, yeah, should drop stamps. Yeah, yeah right. Coupons, that was kind of boring. Lame. Uh, unless it's <laughs> you know, like a free. It yeah. dropped guacamole. Hamburger. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good guy. The guac, <laughs> your the guac hands blimp. out. <laughs> it's the guacamole blimp. It's a guac drop. Your mouth. <laughs> like, maybe soft serve. Put some ice cream up there. Should we do that? No. No, we can't do yes, that. Yes, we could. A guacamole Somebody blimp could come up with that. Not at a sporting. We had designed. At the, camp out? at the camp out or something. The guacamole. Yeah. The guacamole. We had drone. a chili cannon. Yeah. yeah. And we almost killed somebody with it. What could go wrong with a guacamole blimp? What could go wrong blimp? with a guacamole blimp? Like an actual hydrogen yeah. blimp. Yeah. <laughs> we have our own version of the Hindenburg that happens at the camp out for hunger as it smashes. Oh, my God. The, the humanities. The guacamole is crashing <laughs> to the ground. Uh, hang on. Jay was at the game yesterday. Hey, Jay, good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Ed. What's up, James? 
Hey. Or Jay. Yeah, it was uh, just the one strap broke, and then the net fell down on the uh, on the uh, Phillies dugout. Okay. And you, yeah. were you sitting anywhere near it when it snapped? Yeah, yeah, we were on the, the first base side back a little ways, but uh, yeah, it, uh, it took them quite a while to, to figure out what to do with it. Yeah, Nick was saying that the the Sixers game started before the Phils game, and the Phils game ended an hour and a half after the Sixers game. Yeah, there was a lot of crazy things going on the whole game with the, the umpire getting hit, and then the Phillies pitcher hit two of the Washington wow. players. Yeah, that broken nose, there was a delay. The umpire, uh, they, they were down to three umps after the one ump had to leave, so mm. there were several delays. And then the Phillies had that one half of an inning where they scored seven runs, and that inning was one of the longest I've ever seen. It was like a 45-minute half inning, so that was yeah. just, that was just uh, the play. <laughs> they went through the whole uh, lineup, well, I think, once and a half that inning. Yeah. So it was right. crazy. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. I'm sorry. I was just thinking about the guacamole blimp <laughs> and people because that's what you wear your hat for. Yeah, yeah. Is you take catch. your hat yeah. off. Okay. You catch it in your hat, and then you have a serving dish, and then uh, you just have to go buy nachos, oh. and you're good to go. All right, everybody. It's the guacamole blimp. Blimpamole. You figure how much money are they going to make selling nacho chips after that? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's the thing. That's you got to look at the smart. big picture. Yeah. That's like when uh, people when uh, Krispy Kreme is giving away donuts. Yeah, it was like or uh, well, of course people are going to buy coffee with that. It's brilliant. The better thing would be is is yeah they sell they sell uh, just nachos. Yeah, and everybody goes out and buy those, just hoping yeah. that they'll get dropped on by guacamole. But they're designed in a way to to catch. You can still eat them, you know. Yeah, and the guacamole would not hit a a, a dangerous air would, speed. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt a kid no, no, or anything no. like that. No. They, well, unless they just get a little messy. Eye. Yeah. Well, you know, with the, then they, they hand out that free goggle day. Yeah. <laughs> Hang For on a second. Kids, you know, ten and under. Yeah. Food allergies. Are people uh, allergic to guacamole? Nobody's allergic to guacamole. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Come on. Nobody's allergic to guacamole. Let's do Let's run with this thing. It's a great idea. Wait, so somebody texted in and they got rid of the hot dog gun. What? Why would they do that? Was I don't it, know. Maybe was it hurting people? No, I don't. Well, I don't know. One of my favorite scenes from uh, Despicable Me, I think. I forget which one it was. Is when she puts on the the chip hat, yes, and then the guacamole. It's in the second movie, and then she she yep. breaks off a piece of the hat, dips it, and eats it. <laughs> Maybe you could do something like that. You snap, yeah. you you snap to... off the brim. I think I think that might be that uh, uh, binging Babish guy may have done that. I'm not sure. I think I saw an actual guacamole hat. <laughs> On YouTube that you can make. So oh, it's, it's Gru. Okay, I thought it was the daughter. It's Gru who who breaks it off and eats it. That's a great idea. <laughs> and if you wore that to the game then on Guacamole on. Blimp Day. And, and you yeah. know what? Later on, you can go up to the uh, to, to the other level and uh, stand around the bread high tops. Yep. I love it. I love it. We're coming up with all kinds of great uh, promotions. Innovations. Uh, million, dollars, a million dollar ideas every one of the press. We're all getting back to these sporting events. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, bread high top tables and Guacamole Blimps. Guac hats. <laughs> No idea is a bad idea. No, it's like it's like an adult Willy Wonka. We're thinking outside the box here. Yeah, what we're doing all right. Anyway, some savvy investor is going to pick up on this. We need to take a break and come back in a moment because we have a couple of announcements on the way. We have a mm-hmm. concert announcement, a performance announcement, and we may even talk to one of those people involved with one of those announcements. So we'll take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get to the B file. Steve, thanks for being on hold. We couldn't get to you. I appreciate it. Uh, use a caller had a comment on the Eagles game, but we'll return with the B file, the announcements, all this stuff coming up too. Stay with us. Roll up your sleeves. It's time for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. 
Hey, gang, this year's event is Friday, June 18th. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. And then cut out early on a Friday to help those in need. Choose from two locations, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and the pride of knowing that you made a difference. Appointments are required for safety protocols, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 16th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. Get help at recoverycentersofamerica.com and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Alright, let's do this. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, it's brought to you by uh, Jersey Mike's. You can try the new grilled portabella and Swiss sub only at Jersey Mike's. Order on the app and skip the line. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. All right, this next story took place, a terrible story, in Santa Claus, Indiana. Oh, boy. An Ohio woman who was found unresponsive on a roller coaster at Holiday World Friday died. Jesus. Yeah, the amusement park posted on Facebook that the woman was unresponsive when the Voyager roller coaster returned to the station earlier that evening. Oh, my God. Medics arrived minutes later and administered first aid before the woman was taken to a hospital. She later passed away. Yeah. Uh, she was, oh, 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 crap. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking, yeah. too. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> holy crap. Uh, 47-year-old Don Jankovic. Wow, only 47. Uh, had passed away. Holiday World was uh, had closed the ride for the rest of the day out of respect for the family. Any uh, any ideas to what happened? Well, they inspected the, the coaster, and the park said it worked as intended. So I, I don't know. It's a Christmas I, miracle. I, I don't know if, they had, if uh, she had a... A pre-existing condition. It's horrible. Yeah, nobody uh, dies in Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it opened in 2006, the voyage was touted as being among the world's longest wooden roller coasters. Oof. Has top speed of 67 miles an hour. Takes riders through five underground tunnels. Not That's familiar with this terrible. park. Yeah. No, I'm not either, yeah. but I'm intrigued. Except for the coaster. Yeah, except for the people yeah. dying on, uh, on the rides. It sounds like a lovely place. Uh, a man with a history of mental illness and self-harm. Listen to this. Died after he disemboweled himself while in custody at the Montana State Prison. Aren't they supposed to take uh, sharp objects away from you? Yeah. But this is like Hadi Kuri, man. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, he did this. Sean Duncan Morrison died from a self inflicted open wound to his stomach. Uncle wall. Sean! Uh, Morrison uh, <laughs> caused the injury to himself. He lived for four days before dying from his injuries as well as sepsis while receiving treatment. Man. Uh, Morrison was serving a life sentence without the possibility of parole after he killed another inmate in the prison in 2011. Uh, He was part of a group of prisoners who were involved in a lawsuit against the Montana Department of Corrections and the state prison concerning the treatment of incarcerated people with mental illness. Uh, Prior to that, he was incarcerated for attacking a police officer. But this dude did it himself. Wow. Horrible. 48 people from the same small Canadian province struck with a baffling mix of symptoms, including insomnia, impaired motor function, and hallucinations such as nightmarish visions of the dead. Or apparently this is taking place. Uh, In the past six years, dozens of people have fallen ill from the disease and six people have died. People are alarmed, according to a local official. They said they are asking, is this environmental? Is it genetic? Is it fish or deer meat? Is it something else? Everyone wants answers. 
As the coronavirus raged across the country the past 15 months, medical enigma was initially slow to gain national attention. You know, they say it is, Preston. It's, uh-uh. a, it's a baked charcuterie board. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. oh no. Yeah. You picked the wrong time to get into it. Damn it. Now I'm going to be thinking about that all the time. Uh, Canadian health authorities distracted by the need to respond to the pandemic scrambled to determine the seriousness of the outbreak. Mm. Uh, doctors investigating the disease say the sluggish response underlines the challenges of for other medical conditions to compete for the spotlight during a global pandemic. A medical expert said the murkiness surrounding the illness also reflected how despite extraordinary advances in medical science, some conditions, in particular neurological diseases involving dementia, can puzzle even the world's best scientific brains. The Canadian outbreak could join the pantheon of other ailments that have mystified the world, such as the debilitating illness that impaired dozens of diplomats in Cuba and China beginning in 2016, prompting suspicions that victims may have been targeted by Moscow. Yeah. Uh, There are also other uh, uh, painful and puzzling kidney disease that affects workers harvesting sugar canes in uh, Nicaragua four years earlier. The mystery, however, could fizzle as it turns out the variety of pre-existing conditions have been prematurely ascribed to a strange new disease. But this one, they haven't figured out yet, and it's been going on for like six years. They're just well, seeing more and more cases of this. That's right out wow. of a, a zombie movie. Yeah, yeah, right? Uh, how about this? In Illinois, a semi-truck carrying fireworks crashed and caught fire Friday morning. Nothing to see here. No. <laughs> the crash occurred at about 3.41 a.m. As a result of the crash, the bridge may have sustained damage, and the Illinois Department of Transportation engineers were sent to inspect it. The driver of the truck was able to get out of the truck safely, believe it or not. Uh, he was transported to a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Wow. All right, and then we have time for one more uh, story, a short story Casey is telling me, and then we will wrap things up, and I'm looking for a short story. <clears throat> well, uh, just tell part of one. How about this one? <laughs> yes, Phoenix uh, police say a man is facing charges after allegedly stealing a mortuary van, had two dead bodies inside of it. Authorities received a call from the South Mountain Mortuary Wednesday. Employees had left the vehicle alone for a short amount of time while it was running. Mm. Officers then spotted a van matching the description of the mortuary vehicle. Mortuary. Uh, Jose Molina Jr. was located a short time later. Police said that he matched witness descriptions and surveillance video of the suspect. He was found with five blue pills, which officers believed to be fentanyl. Along with several other drugs, police also found a key fob for the stolen van, which authorities then used to unlock the vehicle. And at the scene, an eyewitness identified him. Authorities also confirmed two dead bodies were inside. I just had the quietest Uber passengers ever. He was. Uh, he had claimed that he had uh, picked up a fob from the ground, and then he just took off with it. So he was booked on suspicion of improper removal of a dead person. Does the "I found it on the ground" excuse ever work? I don't uh, know. Well, no, I, f- I found this uh, Fabergé egg. It was I, over there. I never do see a yeah. follow up. It's on the ground over there. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, when we return, trash, music news, lesson question, two announcements as Mm -hmm. well, and someone from uh, concerning one of those announcements who will be joining us for a quick conversation. So we'll take a break and have that in a moment. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Run with us on a John Deere Z365RZ track mower, built for taking it easy. With standard mulch control to control your clippings without any extra effort. Because lawns are for living. Nothing runs like a deer. Tap the banner for more. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to have uh, partly cloudy skies today. Hot temperatures. 
Uh, high humidity levels as well, and that means it's going to feel tropical like. That's yeah. the, the word that I heard used to describe on the news this morning, tropical-like temperatures today, meaning it's just going to be really, really muggy, uh, and that heat is going to make it oppressive, as we are not even in summer yet. Uh, but we get mainly today. Tomorrow's going to be 90 degrees, so it kicks back a little bit, and then 88 on Wednesday. And then we start seeing a chance for thunderstorms on uh, both Thursday, Wednesday. Or, I'm sorry, Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> Come on, Tuesday and Wednesday. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, 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 Sunday, Sunday. And then Thursday, scattered thunderstorms, high 78. And then we cool off all the way to 65 on Friday. So, yeah, things are changing. I know it's kind of going to be sucky over the weekend, but we'll see. It can change between now and then. Listen, uh, it'll be winter before you know it. <laughs> nothing sucky, though, about this next bit of information that we have to pass along. No. We have a concert announcement. <laughs> it's so nice to be doing concert announcements again. It's crazy. And one of Philadelphia's absolute favorites and WMMR's absolute favorites coming to town. It will be, the show is going to be uh, September 11th. It's a Saturday which is fantastic. It will be at the Met. We are stoked to announce the return to Philadelphia of Shine yeah. Down. You heard correct, my friend. Shine Down in town again in Philly, Saturday, September 11th. And the Met, fantastic venue, by the way. Uh, the opportunity to see these guys. Tickets will go on sale this Friday. So get yourself set to win those Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. And then we'll have your chance to win some tickets uh, throughout this week. In fact, uh, Pierre will have your shot all this week. And then on Wednesday, we are going to have an opportunity for you to grab some uh, tickets as well. So don't miss that. But write down the on-sale date and time. And get yourself ready Friday, June 11th at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. And also, there's a pre-sale that's going to be taken. Nice. And those details are available at WMMR.com, along with an extra chance to win uh, for MMR VIP. So make sure that you do opt in to get the uh, to get the email from us, and you, you might win. Uh, so with that, I think we need to talk to somebody... Uh, we had a chance to chat with him at the Camp Out for Hunger. And excited, please welcome one of Philadelphia's favorites from Shinedown, Mr. Brent Smith. Is hey! Good morning, Brent. What's happening, everyone? Yo, bud, just listen. Excited to be announcing live shows back in Philadelphia. You guys have got to be excited that your calendar is starting to fill up, I would imagine, as well. Yeah, this is probably... Um... I mean, the love that we have for the city is is, is quite known <laughs> around the world. Um, but uh, this was definitely one we were kind of like chopping at the bit to finally be able to announce. So uh, today is actually very, very special for us. You know, obviously we're uh, we got a lot of tour dates that are going up, but obviously this is a is a is a very special one for us. So thanks for being patient with oh, us, and uh, we pleasure. can't wait to play. It's our first time playing the Met, so we're super stoked. Hey, Brent, when's when's your first? gig your first you know time back on the mic singing for people when's that happening um so um i was actually just out with uh zach we did a run with smith and myers and yep. um but for the machine 
that is shutting <laughs> down. Uh, the very first time back uh, is uh, August 5th. And I believe that is in Davenport, Iowa, is the first the first show out hey, of the gate. Is there anything that you personally have to do differently to get ready for, like, you know, you called it the machine as opposed to Smith <laughs> and Myers? I mean, it's, you know, I mean, they're both, you're, you're, you're performing and, you're, and, and lead singers, I think, take the most abuse during a show because you're using, you know, your, your internal, uh, your, your voice, your voice box, and it can get beat up pretty bad. But is there anything that you need to do to prep for Shinedown shows that you don't for Smith and Myers? Um, well, obviously, with the Shinedown shows, there's um, a lot of production that goes into everything. It's a bit more choreographed, so we're always looking at making the shows for Shinedown more of a spectacle. Right. Because um, we want it to be an event. You know, you never want to just show. I mean, it's about the music, and we understand that, but we're known for the production that we bring and how we try to never kind of lean the same way from you know, past tours, what we've done. So we're always trying to ump the ante, if you will, in regards to not only the sound quality, but also just the production and also the way that we present ourselves. Um, but this particular run, um, yeah, there's a lot more people involved when we're doing Shine Down versus it would be Smith and Myers. But, you know, right. we've been working on this for the better part of a year now to get to this point. You know, obviously, everybody in the, in the United States, we're starting <laughs> to come out. Right. Uh, of this virus um, and getting on the other side legitimately now. Um, so I think the biggest thing is just making sure that we're keeping uh, everyone's safety in mind. Um, you know, ultimately, it's amazing to finally be able to announce these shows. Um, but uh, we want to we make sure everybody is calm, cool, and collected. But as soon as they get into the venue, our job is if you walk in, we want to try and have you float out. So well, there you go. There. That's a good arrangement. I wanted to ask you, the, the Met is known to be one of the most acoustically perfect venues around. So when when you, how hands-on, how ears-on are you prior to a gig when, uh, do, you, do you walk the room? Do you listen? Or, yeah, I know you have sound engineers that handle a lot of that as well, or most of that. But is that something you guys take ownership of well, how a room sounds? 100%. Yeah, it's interesting in this industry that in the last, like, few years, finally audio is starting to go to the top of the list. Mm. It's very interesting. Like, you have these big tours and you have these large venues and big festivals and things of that nature, and you see that, hey, look, there's a lot of PA or there's a lot of boxes. Just because there's a lot of it doesn't necessarily mean that it sounds good. Right. So that's another thing from a technical standpoint is learning um, that at the end of the day, even if you took the lighting away, if you took the production away and it was just the band, we have a thing that we say in Shinedown, which is no matter what, remember to always be and be honest about this, but the band should be the pyro. And um, and the band is the one that are playing music and presenting it in a live atmosphere. And over the years, man, it always would seem like audio would be at the bottom of the list with like the production calls. And uh, you know, we take we take the sound very seriously. Um, so we we try to keep it at the top of the list. But yeah, I've done a lot of research about the Met specifically because this is our first time playing there. So anytime that a building or a venue is known for the sound. Uh, you get really, really excited about it. But, yeah, I always walk the rooms. Oh, I mean, cool. it depends on the schedule. 
you know, how busy we are, what have you. But no, the sound is, is like my number one priority in regards to a live setting. Excellent. Listen, because we've, I, I know that uh, we've been to many shows where you, you've anticipated it. And specifically, it happens a lot in, in uh, outdoor, like ballparks and stuff like that, where they're not yeah. quite made for the right, you know, they're not made for that. And then you, you leave disappointed because the sound was like, it just wasn't what you yeah. hoped it yeah. would be, you know? Yeah, and a lot of things, you know, can transpire in that um, when you're when you're dealing with something outside, and especially the larger it gets, you know, if you're talking about stadiums or you're talking about yeah. festivals where there's a lot of ground to cover. I mean, obviously, you see, you know, big big festivals have delay towers and things of that nature, but. Uh, you know, Mother Nature can be demanding outside when it comes to sound. Not to mention, if it's windy, <laughs> it just will take the sound away. Yeah, like it's it's so you know there is physics and science involved here too. So yeah, um, that's always a that's always a fun thing. You see these massive stacks of amplifiers, and then you know you're in North England, and the the, the wind speed is like seventy miles an hour. So it's, uh, that can be that can be funny at times. Yeah, as they say, no roof, no rock. I can have sometimes hey uh brent i uh, i've heard people mention that you you guys have put on the best concert they've ever seen and that's all subjective because people you know have different tastes and what they prefer and i was curious about, since i've heard that about you guys do, do you have a number one is there is there a concert that stands in your mind that was like that's it that's the top that it, it couldn't get any better than that you know what i don't and that's only because for me um i'm always you know, it's it's a glass ceiling, man. With yeah. us, you know, you're always trying to break through and go to the next, uh, go to the next level. I mean, as we say it, you know, it's you know, you got to level up. Um, I will say we've gone to venues though before in the in the past where it took us a long time to finally be able to play there, and it did not disappoint. Um, you know, in North America, oh. uh, there's a venue called Red Rocks. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah, and and it and it very much is not hype. Like that that area, like, and we do everything with in ears because we can control our we can control our sound individually, right? Um, because of technology and our monitor engineer's been with us for now going on fifteen years, um, and so we're we all have different mixes and what have you. But like acoustically, I remember standing for the very first time on the stage in Red Rocks and taking my ears out and just kind of doing a sound check just in the area, and it just sounded gorgeous. Um, but, uh, you know, there's so many different venues that have a folklore to it and then you show up to them at times and either they've just not been maintained very well and you're kind of disappointed, but for the most part, um, a lot of the venues that we walk into, um, that have a bit of history, they always sound great. But the fun thing also is you go into venues where you look at it and don't ever judge a book by its cover, man, because we've walked into places before and been like, oh boy, this is going to be rough. And then it ends up being spectacular. Yeah. It just kind of. It varies, man. Chicken wire on the front of the stage, usually not a good <laughs> Bad sign. Bad sign. Yeah. Hey, sometimes, man, the chicken wire shows are the best. <laughs> <laughs> you got to play the double nice. deuce then. Yeah. Hey, uh, exactly. I, I want to congratulate you guys. You're, uh, you know, the band as a whole. Mainstream rock artist, greatest of all time uh, from Billboard magazine. That had to be a mind blower. I mean, listen, I know you, you're, you're proud of your band, but I, I would think that'd be hard for any band to swallow or to, to wrap their mind around that, you know? What's uh, what's difficult to wrap my head around in that chart is seeing, like, just being in the same presence of 
Tom Petty and Van Halen and Metallica yeah. is something for me where I'm just like, what? Yeah. You know, um, but I got to be honest with you about that, too. Um, that has everything to do with you guys and girls. You know, that chart exists because of terrestrial radio. Oh. And, um, you know, I go back to the beginning, man, 2002, 2003. Uh, Phil, you know, Philadelphia has been there from day one. And I'm not just saying that, man. We, I mean, obviously, we have a, a history together. Right. Um, but I think about the radio stations that, you know, in the beginning that did give us the time of day um, to allow us to get a shot, you know. Yeah. Um, and then the work ethic has to go into place. And I think that over the years, we tried to never say no Um uh, to radio and and be able to give uh, you know all of ourselves, especially in North America, that chart means a great deal to us because it's also an example of the fan base from the beginning right. and the ones that have stuck with us till today, and even the new fans that um, are finding something in Shine Down that is intriguing to them and something about us that they like, but. No, man, we, we, well, we don't take that lightly under any stretch of the imagination. It's a it's a huge honor to just even be considered for that, let alone um, at least in the charts history to be the band with the most, uh, you know, with the most number ones. It's uh, we have to reflect on it and be grateful for it. Um, but then it's time to get back to work. Well, with the appreciation is mutual because, I mean, we you know, we because of your personal touch, you and the band, uh, and your your uh, your ability to not forget about uh, <laughs> assistance that's happened along the way, be, you know, taking the time to return phone calls, to come on, to give that personal touch. And I think that's resonated with the city here because over the yeah. years they've heard all you guys contact us, do these interviews and just know that you're, they're not you're, you're not BSing. You know, you, you mean what you mean. A hundred percent. And the other side of that, too, is just we really do feel like for us personally, Philly is. Uh, you know, it's a, it's another home for us. Um, you know, we all, you know, are in different locations in the U.S. and we're known as a band that travels, uh, very heavily and tours, um, a lot. But, you know, it's never sacrificing the integrity of the show or the health of the band. But because we always want to be able to bring the audience every single ounce of our 100%. But I'll tell you straight up, like, they're, there's only a handful of cities that we feel like they're second homes to us, and, and Philly is definitely one of those places. Nice. Well, it's, it's it's quite clear. Uh, people love you guys. We love you guys. So we're excited, man, that uh, that you're coming to town in September. And as as a morning show host, I appreciate that it's on a Saturday night. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. for ticket through Ticketmaster.com. It's going to be at the Met, which is great. So, uh, Brett, it's great uh, checking in with you. Thanks so much for the call this morning, and we will see you in just a couple months. All right, man? Absolutely. And uh, once again, thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for letting us come back to the city. Um, and also just to let everybody know, uh, we're working extremely hard on Shinedown number 7, and we are hoping to unveil some brand-new Shinedown music at the Met on this show. Very, so very cool. Stoked. Beautiful. Yeah. Excellent. Great. All right. Thank you, Brent. Appreciate it, Brent Smith, guys, from Shine Down and that show, like I said, September 11th, a Saturday, and it will be at the Met. And tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. And if you go to WMMR.com, there's information for VIPs on how you could possibly win some tickets and be in on the VIP. And by the way, Casey, may I say, those monsters are real. <laughs> no.
monsters are real. <laughs> you asked him a question about his favorite show. I don't think he understood what he you didn't, asked him. But yet. I, I wasn't going to follow I up know. because he gave such a lengthy answer. I wanted to know what his favorite concert was. Yeah, and, and he talked he about one of their to. great shows at Red Rocks, which is you know an incredible venue. But yeah, I'd love to know what his favorite bands are. His favorite yeah. shows are probably that Millie Vanilli concert with the tape skipped. Oh, Listen, yeah. Yeah. Well, how, it's legendary, memorable. Yeah. <laughs> no, the reason I was thinking about it too is uh, Bill West and I were in the hallway and we were talking about. Uh, he had a, an autographed T-shirt uh, that all of the Eagles had signed at the Hell Freezes Over tour. Wow. All of them. And wow. I, I was blown away uh, because that was, that's my number one. Uh, it has been for Nick a long a time. strawberry card. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but wait, listen, we all have our own, we all have our favorites. <laughs> I mean, come on. For me, it was it's the no Eagles, Hotel California, but yeah, it was uh, yeah, George Washington, Washington Motor Lodge in 1988 with Matt Reichel. I remember it. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> number one for you was no was the Eagle Show was Hell Freezes Over. It was just it was so their harmonies were so impeccable that I couldn't even believe I was hearing what I was hearing. Yeah. It was just amazing. Better than the River Valley Vocal Band. Mm. Smidge. Okay. Just right. a smidge. I'd say it a lot. No, I mean, it must have been, especially since, obviously, there's been a, a, a fair amount of touring and that they did after that. But that was the return. That was, yep. we've been waiting for this for a long time. That's when it was you uh, 2 Joshua Tree was Yeah, yeah. That. At the link? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, Originally, the 1987. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Um Yes, yeah, Steve, uh, I missed the Eagles, and I that's one that I regret. Forever, because mm-hmm. now you can't really, you know, right, or it's a different right. version of it. Right. Um, it's the Beagles. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I got the to Beagles. go see the Stones with Marissa a few years ago. That's probably top five. But I think my favorite of all time is uh, Paul McCartney at the ballpark. I, I wow, got, I got great seats, and it was a legend. It was Paul McCartney, and he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, and then third would have been Paul at uh, Wells Fargo. Center, yeah, you know, so it's just you know the greats. The greats yeah. are great. That's all I took. It was great. It was great. It was great. Great. Uh, We're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Guns N' Roses at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City this September. Uh, Both shows' uh, tickets are available. They're on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Okay. Uh, The shows are September 11th and Sunday the 12th. One of those is the same day that Shinedown is playing. Uh, I think I'm going to use a Kathy one this morning. Ooh. We don't get to use Kathy stupid or uh, lesson questions that often. Because I'm not really that stupid. <laughs> what? It's it's a lesson question. Uh, what is Kathy's method to get hamburgers off the grill? How does she oh. get hamburgers <laughs> off the grill? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Right? How does Kathy get her hamburgers off the grill? Two one five two six three WMMR. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Hi, right, Steve. What's going on this morning? Well, Courtney Roker got married over the weekend to businessman Wesley Laga. Of course, Courtney is the daughter of Al Roker and Katie Couric. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> Lori Laughlin was attempting to grocery shop incognito in a visor, sunglasses, and an almost full face mask over the weekend. Laughlin apparently got into the 10 items or less line with 15 items, saying that the additional five items were there on a scholarship. Oh, <laughs> my God. And finally, Britt Eklund revealing that a lip-plumping procedure 25 years ago in Paris was the biggest mistake of her life. Eklund says that because it was in Paris, the surgeon filled her. The surgeons filled her lips with a thick butter sauce. So, <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trip. All right, uh, let's see if we can get ourselves a winner for the lesson question, and we want to know how Kathy gets her hamburgers off the grill. Uh, we are going to Eileen for the answer. Good morning, Eileen. Hi, that's my middle name. Paula. That, 
Oh. oh. Did you did you tell no. them that it was Eileen? I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> so they guessed right. it. They probably guessed it. They just figured. Yeah. This sounds like a Paula. No, no, that's right. my middle name. Like Eileen, is there numbness in your face? Are you having a stroke right now? Or no, it's Paula. I'm sorry. Uh, Paula, right. All right, Paula, do me a favor. Tell me how Kathy gets her burgers off the grill. Kathy Romano scoops her burgers. Scoops them. Way to go, Paula. Hang on, Eileen, Paula. We're going to set you up with uh, a pair of tickets. I want to talk to Connor and find out how that happened. I do, too. Uh, we're going to set Paula up with a pair of tickets to see Guns N' Roses. Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Atlantic City. This September tickets for both shows, Saturday, September 11th, and Sunday, the 12th, are on sale now via Ticketmaster and complete concert information at WMMR.com. Let's do music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, I got a couple of stories to run by. We're going to start with this one. The super group, L.A. Rats, uh, made up of Nikki Snicks, Nikki Six, Rob Zombie. I'm sorry, you were you watching what I was watching? No. no. I was watching, I turned over and I see Casey... <laughs> That's my hand. Wrenching no. his hair, and I was like, "What?" Uh, and so I'm sorry. I, I, it's okay. I, and I mispronounced Nikki Six. Nikki Snicks. Nikki Snicks. <laughs> Rob Zombie. John Five of Rob Zombie. A David Lee Roth band. Ozzy Osbourne. Black Sabbath drummer. Uh, Tommy uh, Clefettos have released an animated video to go along with their debut single. It's called uh, "Lucky Star." It's a cover in the 1962 hit. Mm. I've been. Ev- I'm sorry. It's the band Lucky Star. 1962 hit. I've been everywhere. Uh, and I don't think it's the Johnny Cash one, is it? I, I don't think so. I've been I everywhere. I, I don't know this uh, song. No, I, I'm unfamiliar. Uh, by Lucky Star. So it will be included in the soundtrack of the upcoming movie, The Ice Road, which is due out uh, June 25th. Is that Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson and Lawrence Fishburne. Yes, correct. Uh, Def Leppard guitarist Phil Collin believes that tour mate and Motley Crue frontman Vince Neil will be in ship shape by the time the two bands hit the road. Is uh, what kind of ship? Yeah, a, bar, right. a barge. <laughs> yeah, both uh, Leopard and the crew will join forces with Poison and Joan Jett and the Blackhawks in 2022 for the eagerly anticipated 30-date stadium tour. Uh, back on May 29th during Vince's first post-COVID solo gig, he was forced to leave the stage after uh, losing his voice. We had mentioned that. Uh, it says here, leave the state after losing his voice. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here! Hey, you! We don't like your kind around here. <laughs> you best better get across that state line, boy. Wow, Vince. Uh, You're no Nicky Snicks. No. <laughs> so who he, let me see here. Um, where did they kick him out of the state? I lost the line. Oh, there we go. They kicked him out of the state? In addition to that, since the stadium tour was first announced, <laughs> uh, fans and critics have been pondering if Neil, who's far from uh, being in... Uh, the shape during the band's late 1980s heyday would have had the physical stamina to undertake a major headlining tour. Regarding the less than stellar performance that Vince offered up to fans last week, Colin uh, more, was more forgiving than the rock press that covered the gig, saying, hey, look, he's got a year. There's a lot at stake. You want to be your best. Uh, with Nikki, you know, just before the tour, it's like we're going to go work out together. We're going to go do all this stuff with Vince. He said, you know, he's got a year to go, and hopefully everything's cool by then. I hope so, fingers crossed, and I'll probably go on stage with him at some point. Do you think he could do the show on top of a Peloton? 
Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Uh, do we have a clip of that song? Is that what that uh, is? Apparently it is in the system, and right. I am. It is a cover, by the way. It's, it is the Johnny Cash song. What? No kidding. Yeah. Oh. So I guess that he, Johnny Cash, must have covered the song by Lucky Star then. I was toning my back along the <laughs> No, I don't think so. No, this sounds like the Nikki Six version. No, oh, okay. the, the L.A. Rats or whatever. So, but I guess. If you're gonna win a buck a back with me, you can ride. So I climbed into the cab and then I settled down inside. He asked me if I'd seen a road with so much it's dust and sand. I said, Listen, I've traveled every road in this here land. Don't, don't, don't. Okay, so. All right, they, I thought it was stupid sound until they got to the, uh, the no. chorus there. Um, I mean, this part where he's talking like that. <laughs> I I love that song. I Great love song. the Johnny Cash version of it. It's on a bunch of my um, playlists that I have. There's just something about it, uh, and I've always wanted to learn all the words to it. I'll never do it. We talked about it. Like, um, we didn't start the fire. Any of those songs that has that. Yeah. Your mnemonic skills are really put to the test. It's the end of the world as we know it. You know, songs like that. Happy birthday. All right. Anyhow, they're uh, they're taking a crack at that one. Uh, Looks as though Robert Plant and Alison Krauss are finally prepping a follow-up to their 2007 Grammy Award-winning Raising the Sand album. Raising Sand album. Uh, They raise sand? (laughs) Uh, pedal sand. Pedal steel guitarist Greg Lees uh, revealed. I actually just recently heard a song from the upcoming record. Plant is doing another record. Uh, he's done another one. He said with Allison Krauss, and I heard a track from it the other day. <laughs> you want to describe uh, the song titled "Searching for My Baby" is incredible. Adding, when you hear that, it's going to blow your mind. It's Who's Allison Krauss married to? Is she married to? Um, oh, I don't know. Elvis Costello. Costello. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, like no, 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 no. That's not Alison Krauss. No? Uh, that is a jazz musician. Um, Nora. Pat Croce? Huh? Is it... Not Nora. Not Nora no, Jones. it's not Nora. No, no. Mm. I, I have, I've got tons of her music. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. it's not Pat Burgers. No, I'm going to figure it out because I know Heat exactly. Oh, well, wait. It says Alison Krauss. Sand. That's right. Yeah, they're not married. Okay, so they're not I'll, married. I'll guarantee you. All right. Um, so who is Elvis Costello's? Um, hang on a second. I will tell you. She uh, peel me a grape is one of the songs she does a cover of. Is Diana Krall? Diana Krall and Diana Krall. They sound the same. All right, they sound the same. They got cuss sounds. Krall and Kraus sound similar. They have things in common. Yes. Crowell and Krauss? They're, they're Krauss. both married to yeah. Elvis Costello. They both have Krauss. Yeah, it's like Nick, Krauss. Snicks. Yeah, like Nick. Hey, okay, let's fall back on a mistake Preston made. To... Oh, welcome yeah, to my world. Yeah, I know, right? Welcome <laughs> to all of our worlds. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, this is terrible to see. Aerosmith co-founding guitarist Brad Whitford isn't hopeful about the band's live prospects. Whitford uh, had a chat on Joe Bonamassa's interview video series and said that uh, the European tour, they tried to plan one last year, and they're trying to, they're talking about uh, next year. It's a pipe dream right now. Nothing's going to happen for a long time. Sometimes 
I'm not sure what my partners are thinking when they think that's going to happen. And he also went on to say that there are several factors playing against the band ever fully returning to the road. He said there's another interesting thing about going to Europe now because of Brexit. He said it's so much harder to get work visas because of that. Mm. Yeah, true. He said that's going to be a whole other nightmare. Mm. He said, I have my doubts about Aerosmith ever really performing again at this stage because age is also becoming a real factor, and it is what it is. So he's saying they Steven might Tyler looks like a, like a Mary Kay cosmetics representative now. Yeah, yeah. All right, then one last thing. Uh, in a series of tweets over the weekend, Sinead O'Connor stated that she is retiring from her career in touring and recording music. Uh, the Irish singer announced her retirement plans on Friday. She said, this is to announce my retirement from touring and from working in the record business. I've gotten older and I'm tired, so it's time for me to hang up my nipple tassels, <laughs> having truly given my all. Uh, she wrote DV... Uh, no. DA? Actually, it's NVDA. It almost said DVDA. <laughs> Just want to say double vaginal. Double lean. Uh, she said NVDA in 2022 will be my last release, and there's no more touring or promo. Replying to a fan who inquired about her upcoming concert dates, O'Connor clarified, yes, all shows which were originally set for 2020, rescheduled to 2021, and then to 2022 are going to be pulled because this soldier woman has grown old quicker than COVID. Wow. In a follow-up tweet, she said, It's not sad news. It's staggeringly beautiful news. A wise warrior knows when he or she should retreat. And then she put a hashtag, me time. What's her mental status? As she seems to be... She has had, you know, yeah. issues, obviously. She, had, uh, she released her memoir titled Rememberings. The book uh, delved into her upbringing, her journey, her music, and her struggles with illness and... Um, she also, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She was, uh, she had, she was abused, and she had trauma and addiction and all this stuff. And uh, at the time, she told fans that she planned to return uh, with both new a new album and uh, tour in 2022. I had read a while back. Do you remember the incident on Saturday Night Live where she ripped up the, yes. the Pope's photo? That kind of that was her trying to make a statement about the, the sexual allegations against the church, mm -hmm. doing it in her way. And obviously it was received horribly. <laughs> it was not a, but she got attention. Yeah, but she tried to do it in an artistic way than rather a matter-of-fact kind of way. And, and it really backfired it on her, which is, it's, which but is too a, bad. A legendary Pete, a moment of television. Yeah. Now she's yeah. Uh, hosting season two of Pooch Perfect. <laughs> really? Wow, that's, that's amazing. That's an amazing cough on that shit, too. I had no idea. Wow. Uh, all right, Sinead O'Connor wraps up our music news, and we're not done yet. We have an announcement. Holy hell! Yes, we do. We had just said that uh, Shine Down coming to town, and that show is in September, September 11th. By the way, there's another show that's coming up shortly after that. It's not a music show, but it's going to be at the Met, and we are happy to announce that. Patton Oswalt hey! will be doing his stand-up at the Met Saturday, October 9th. Uh, what is this we're listening to? <laughs> Patton. Oh, Patton. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd play music from Ratatouille or something no. like that. That this is, okay, that, I like this. his name is Patton. I so like Patton. Uh, Patton Oswalt will be at the Met Saturday, October 9th. Tickets are on sale Friday at 10 a.m., at Ticketmaster.com. And uh, we've got the event listing and everything at WMMR.com if you'd like to check that out. And we have a pair of tickets to give away right now. We'll take call number 14 at 215-263. When you tell a joke that bombs, then you'll know how to fight. WMMR. 
Uh, and we'll get you tickets before you can buy them. And the tickets, like I said, will be on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. <laughs> Patton is hilarious stand-up. Absolutely oh, hilarious. It starts off with a stand-up show. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie? Uh, what <laughs> movie? <laughs> Patton. Patton. Yeah, I did, yeah, I did. yeah. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were talking about the comedian. I, oh, I'm sorry. I missed No, I didn't know. Uh, so he comes out, and Patton does, what does he do, knock-knock jokes? Where you lovely fellows from? He's working the crowd. I had no idea. You're from Philadelphia. Yeah. Do they sell adult clothes where you bought that? <laughs> Every time he says a punchline, yeah, yeah. it's... Pit-a-to-pit-a-to-pit-a-to. That's his. That's his. Uh, people don't know that I was rim a shot. Roman general. I've been reincarnated many times, but I digress. Why do they call it a parkway and a driveway? You're driving out of hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's your announcement. Patton's doing stand-up. Call it 15. This is actually cool if Patton, you know, Oswald comes to town. We'd love to have him on. Yeah, most definitely. All right. Um, and one more thing I want to mention. We have a new Daily Rush video. What? Yes. And it is called Vagina Candle Explosion. And the description says, oh, the pubemanity. <laughs> you can watch it now at PrestonSteve.com, and it's sponsored by Punchline Philly Fish Town's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. I can't wait to see that one. I was howling. That's a true story. When we were talking about that. All right, we're going to take a break. When we return, we'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. Brand new prize. Haven't even mentioned it. You'll find out what it is when we get back. Stay with us. latest rock breakdown with sarah dives into the rock and roll hall of fame class of 2021 and how in the heck is iron maiden not on the list also new in studio z see jackie bam bam and dirty honey chat up their philly family ties and the latest album plus brent porsche and chevelle dive into touring war stories Deerheads, and a pack of wild dogs Click it for tickets. MMR VIPs, hit the contest page to enter for your chance to win tickets for Burke Kreischer's New Year's Eve show at the Met. WMMR.com. 10.48. A Monday morning, a steaming hot Monday morning, and one that was uh, filled with a whole lot of good stuff. We had... um, A really cool uh, conversation with Miss Tara O'Toole, who is deemed the coolest teacher at Spring Ford High School. Uh, And then we announced uh, Quakertown Community High School. You're up next. You get to make the votes up until uh, tomorrow morning, about 6 a.m. And then we'll have the tallies, and then we'll find out who that teacher is going to be, and we will award them with their prize. So that was nice to have uh, Tara on this morning. Uh, We also had a chance to talk to Colin Bundy of Foxtrot and the Get Down. Yes. Kenny Carkeet of AWOL Nation and Dave Williams, who's from Barstool Sports, and they're doing this project with Foxtrot and the Get Down. They're trying to create Dave, who has no musical experience whatsoever, trying to create him uh, to become a rock star for the day. And he will get on stage at the MMRBQ with Foxtrot and the Get Down and play a song. So they've been training him. They're trying to get him ready for it. They have a few more months left. We'll see how it goes. But it sounds like a kind of a fun little project, and you will be a part of it as well. And we made the announcement that Shinedown is coming to town Saturday, September 11th at the Met. Wow. Tickets on sale this Friday, and we had lead singer Brent Smith, who loves this town, on to talk a little bit about this. So that was cool to talk to him, too. We also announced that uh, Pat Oswalt uh, is going to be coming to town at the Met on Saturday, October 9th. you like him? I love the Patton music. I love 
Patton doing comedy. <laughs> God, that was great. <laughs> nice. I did something during um, the other thing that was so that made me laugh so loud, but I can't remember what it was. And I was going to tell you what it was, but it was really great, whatever it was. Well, as long as you laughed, I that's laughed. all that mattered. Thanks. Really man. loud. <clears throat> It was LOL. It was LOL. Literal LOL. You were lolling? LOL. I hate that phrase. I hate those three initials on text. LOL. Oh, stop it. But um, I LOL'd really loud in my automobile. <laughs> Actually, you would be, it would have been you L'd OL. What? Laughed out loud. Not LOL'd. I was just thinking about that. I probably uh, should have just shut up. But no, I like that. Oh, no, because no. it's very important that we stick to the script. We needed to establish that. Yes. Nope. LOL. All right. Uh, how about we get our first letter of the day for the word of the week? Zoe. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter V as in Vermont. All right. V as in Vermont. And we have two cases of stateside soda, two bottles of stateside vodka, and two rocks glasses to give away. So you'll be set to go. Uh, stateside vodka sodas are made with just three simple ingredients. Stateside vodka, sparkling water, and real fruit juice. So you get two cases of those. Wow. Uh, available in liquor stores and at statesidevodka.com for pickup or shipping in Pennsylvania. So we'll continue to get the letters and give away that prize on Friday. How was your weekend? Very pleasant. Thank you. How was your kids? Uh, good. Toasty hot, but uh, yes. enjoyable. No question. Well, if you don't have heat, you can't have cold. That's right. Yeah. That's right. What goes up must come down. This is that's true. very positive. Yeah. And that's my thinking on that. I like it. Uh, is Does your, your, your positive thinking head into your show today? It does. All right. So Pierre's coming up next. <laughs> oh, and on the program, oh, I will have a workforce blocks. I was just answering the question, oh. officer. Yes. I, um, <laughs> Don't volunteer information. They'll right. only use it against you yes. in court. Right. You got to be careful. Um, one time I was pulled over, and the guy said, I have never seen a more filthy car in my life. <laughs> Philadelphia police officer. Wow. Because I would, at, at that time, I was working out with Pat Croce, and I, I would stop at this 7-Eleven or something and get a bottle of juice after every workout, and I would just put the bottles in in the back seat and then in the front floor area, and every time I'd stop, it, all the bottles would roll and clink together, and then I'd accelerate, and then they'd all clink together in the various little wells that were in each um, area of my car at the time, and he goes, I've, I've never seen a more filthy car than that in my <laughs> Thank life. Thank you. I go, well, um, I'm not the most organized. <laughs> On the program today, we'll have workforce blocks of Metallica, Jimi Hendrix, and Evanescence. Ah. Love it. All right. I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme. They have everything you need to prepare for this summer season. Acme Fresh Foods and Local Flavors. Also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Tomorrow on the program... Newly announced coach of the uh, Phantoms, Ian LaPerriere. Yeah! Lappy, as he's known, will be joining us. And uh, we also have uh, Bob Ballard, who's going to be on the program, too. Legend. We have uh, several things going on. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat, two da bat, two ba 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 ba